This show will pollute listeners' ears with foul language, occasional sexually explicit content, and more irony than is allowed for single episodes. Last several years, distributors of obscenity have expanded into new areas, employing new technologies and reaching new audiences. Neither our constitution, our courts, our people, nor our respect for common decency and human suffering will allow this trafficking in obscene material. Cinema psyops, which exploits women and men alike to continue. Sharing filth-laden desires on mic to warp the brains of listeners until they are all demented deviants. Federal laws are being violated, and thus I am committed to redoubling the federal effort to ensure that those criminal elements who are trafficking in obscenity are pursued with a vengeance and prosecuted to the hill. The fact that society is becoming much more open now, less repressed, and I think there's less need for... Cinema PsyOps. Without dignity, they shout into the void in a vain attempt to be loved. Living in this culture now where there's just icebergs of filth floating through every house on Wi-Fi, it's inconceivable what it must be like to be a young adolescent now with this kind of access to... Cinema PsyOps. It must be dizzying and exciting, but corrupting in a way that we can't even think about. A pirate ship with a tattered flag, sailing across seas of questionable movies while firing cannons of disdain. Cinema PsyOps. Long may she sail. Hello and welcome to Cinema PsyOps. Joining me in the studio late as fucking for once. It's actually not his fault. It's Matt. Finally. <laughs> it's not because of my drinking and drug use. And through no fault of your own in any way, shape, or form. Nope. You're late. Yeah. Not even traffic. No. Not you left my, too late. My work, man. <laughs> Gotta make them moolah. The fucking man keeping you down. Yeah. Silencing your voice. Exactly. Get I'm mad because I'm smoking pot on company grounds. Well, no, that's not it. That's oh yeah. <laughs> you, no, no, that's still bad. Oh, oh. I, I thought you were injecting that. Weren't you using like an app on your phone? Yes, I was using the app on my phone to inject the marijuana straight into me. Did he stick the needle down his pee hole? Why yes. do you need to know that, Lee? Jesus Christ! But yes, I've yes, added, I did. I've Lee. added all the new clips. Yes, awesome. I spent the time today. I had a little extra time, so I went through and I added all the new clips. So everyone be sad because until people start pulling them on their own, yeah, these are no it. new clips. No new clips. These are it. This is it. This is this. Is the, I mean, you still got a lot though. Well, I had to actually. I deleted seventeen of them to add seventeen new ones. Wow. See, so there's going to be a lot of clip misfires. Uh, <laughs> were you thinking it's going to be one thing and then it's something else? Yeah, because I'm used to hitting one of the buttons <laughs> yeah. for it and it's going to yeah. be something else. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to keep um, some of the ones that I was tired of anyway and get rid of just those. Yeah. But we're going to have a lot of fun ones to add to it. Uh, oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, you've heard some of them already. I tried to cheer you up. Yeah, so. yeah, you did. You did a great yeah. job. It was awesome. I spilled pee all over the place, but I cleaned it 
up. I don't know what they got a problem with. We don't either. That's why she's never coming back on the show, by the way. She can never come back. She peed everywhere. (laughs) No, she just spilled it. Oh, she just spilled all the pee. (laughs) That's just weird to have that in the lab. (laughs) Beakers full of urine? Yeah. Oh, for so many reasons. You're like, can we just do this show and get it over with? I'm just, I want to go home. I've had a long fucking day, dude. I was home for exactly one hour today, so that was nice. (laughs) We're being called back in. Fucking Jesus. It was just enough time to eat some Chinese food and then go. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, we better hurry up because you're going to be hungry in like an hour. Oh, yes. (laughs) Almost as racist against the Chinese people or any Oriental people as uh, Rudy is in Uh, our movies. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I don't think that's all Rudy, but we'll definitely get into that. Uh, Yeah. Tonight we're doing the deepest foray into the supernatural that Rudy Ray Moore ever did in his career that I know of. All right. I've only ever really seen like the 70s and 80s output and this is it. This is a little different. This one's a little different from yeah. the last few. And we we talked about it whenever we were doing uh, Human Tornado, where there was like a little supernatural element with the witch that was like the torturer witch. Yeah, and then also like yeah. when he was doing a chick, like he was destroying the room. Yeah, and that was me. like, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess the director of the Human Tornado, and I'm going to pronounce his name probably wrong, but I think it's Cliff Rockmore or, okay. or Rockmore. I don't know which one it actually is. All right. But this is the only one of the films he got to write and direct. So he's like super proud of this film. Oh, nice. And I know that there's a few things that he and Rudy butted heads on as far as creatively speaking. Yeah. Um, but this is certainly the most far out there of all the Rudy Ray Moore films, and that's saying something. It was... Yeah. We're not getting too deep into the review, I don't want to get too deep, but doing this review, man, that was was out there. Yeah, it's really fucking trippy. I remembered it actually being a lot more tame than watching it this time and experiencing it. Uh I want to say it's probably because this is the cleanest print I've ever seen of the film. Yeah, it was not bad. I mean, you didn't miss a lot in this, or nothing was too grainy or anything. You can actually see makeup lines. You can see where the horns and stuff are put on some people and everything. I mean, like, everything that's corny and all the cheesy stuff that you normally would laugh at, you can totally see. But this one, more than all the other of the Rudy Ray Moore films, I'm just going to say this before we move on, Mm -hmm. feels so much more like, gee, Willikers, guys, let's go put on a show. Yeah, right. You know, and it just feels like so much more fun to me than the last two we've done. Yeah, it's uh, there's not as much anger in this one. Although it's the darkest of all of them, too, right? It's the darkest of all of them, but there's not as much anger. You know what? There's not a lot of um, the racial tension as with the other two where it was kind of well, as overt let's say it yeah that as way. overt yeah yeah i mean but you know what i mean yeah like there isn't um the, the racist, the racist, yeah. the racist white guy trying to get dolomite now it's kind of it's a i mean there's not a whole ton of white people in this anyway it's more about his community and just inside his community i think for, that's for probably what's, what, i think that's what probably worth. where i find the most joy out of the film yeah. actually too because they're not dealing yeah. with racism as much as they're just dealing in their own community and um uh, and the devil so which you know he and i are homies yeah well i was surprised they they didn't make the devil white the white devil <laughs> i think that would be a little too obvious and why would too, why, uh, why, why would pd trust a white devil yeah you're right he would never have trusted that the movie never would have gone anywhere you're right yeah i'm just hypothetically speaking yeah because we all know you can't trust any white people at all nope nope not even simple. a little bit not even a little by bit. the way i wasn't even at work i was doing heroin behind your house <laughs> Oh, that I believe. 
Why is everyone doing heroin behind my house? Well, not just your house, anybody's house. Anybody listening, I'm probably behind your house right now doing heroin. That's just fucking creepy. Well, you people are stuck with that in your fucking mind. (laughs) We're going to play a promo for another podcast who is definitely not happy about this equation to Matt creeping around someone's backyard doing heroin. We're going to have a little bit of music from Petey Wheatstraw. (laughs) When we come back, we will have no trailer because no trailer exists. Really? Yeah, there's fan-made trailers, but no real trailers, so we'll just get right into the fucking movie All right, we'll get right into the meat. Are you terrified by real life? Us, too. Do you like horror movies? Us, too. Then join Maddie and Andrew, your co-hosts, for a new podcast that explores horror in real life and horror in the movies, and all with a fresh and fabulous gay perspective. We are a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Facebook, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. We're Friday the 13th. Okay, so I'm doing the Batusi for like most of that 43 yeah. seconds that we have that song playing. Matt's fucking around on his phone and doesn't see it. Then he decides to join in. How does he dance? Like a freaking evangelical with a mental handicap. Well, I guess I could have just said evangelical because it's all kind of the same. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, blah, blah, blah. There's no trailer. Well, just do the fucking review. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Witty retort, and we begin. All right, Pee-wee Show. Rudy Straw. Wheat Straw, what did I say? I don't know, but it was like really slurred like you've been you drinking. Know, oh, I might have been. That's how I pee I told you I've been behind your house shooting heroin. What part of that did you not understand? <laughs> the part where you couldn't come in and shoot the heroin while doing the review. It's not like you don't do it all the time. Well, I thought I'd be more respectful of you in your home. So, <laughs> By the way, don't walk around your backyard barefoot, all right? Lots of needles and I'm not clean. All right, so Petey Wheatstraw, let's go. We begin with a Rudy rant, and that will always be our first clip. Yes, I'm Petey Wheatstraw, the devil's son-in-law, the high sheriff. I went with notorious Fanny and even made love to old Lulabelle. I took the day and brought back yesterday, took the 4th of July and put it in June and made leap year. Jump over the moon. I'm not here to brag, nor here to boast. I can sit on a tombstone and produce baby ghosts. Well, I can even remember the day I was born. It was the day of that great Miami, Florida storm. Release yourself. Release myself from what? I, I, I'm thinking, I don't know. Who knows what the fuck Rudy's talking about half the time? If he's not here to brag and boast, why does he then boast about how he can sit on tombstones and make baby ghosts? I don't know. Because <laughs> that's the only thing that rhymes. There's plenty of baby. stuff you can rhyme. Uh, well, I can't. I'm not creative. Tonight, I'm your film's host. I'm Petey Weestraw. I can sit on a tombstone and produce baby ghosts. Oh, there you go. That would have been much better. <laughs> <laughs> oh well don't don't argue with rudy he's the best all right anyway so we come to a little shack and there's a storm a brewing a very very pregnant woman is 
trying to give birth. Yeah, uh, the doctor makes jokes about her having given well, he birth goes, to an elephant. Well, he giving birth to an elephant. And by the way, the doctor is our racist sheriff from the last move from uh, the uh, human tornado. I believe he's one of the crew members, too. Oh, yeah. You have that feeling when you're watching the movies that it's like everybody's doing a bunch of different jobs. Yeah. And I think he was one of the crew members, too, so he just does walking roles like that, too. Yeah. Well, it was in, the, in this time, he's not very racist. He's trying to help birth a baby. Uh, he does ask, <laughs> because she is very pregnant, the biggest stomach I've ever seen, uh, if she would, uh, if she uh, got pregnant with an elephant, or she's pregnant with an elephant, and which causes the father to go, are you trying to say my wife had sex with an elephant? And uh, Yes, sir. That's exactly what is implying. He t- tells him to get out. He's like, just get out. Very yeah. reactionary, this family. Yeah. And then uh, th- th- then he, he jumps on her stomach to try to push the baby out. I'm like, where did you get your doctorate, sir? Where did you get your MD? Don't you question him. He's birthed several cows this way. Uh, They've all died. <laughs> Listen, he has been a part of many births, and eventually one will survive. <laughs> he's he's 0 for 10. Eventually he'll be 1 for 11. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. You always look at that one. <laughs> sure, he lost every single time, but that one time, that one time he, he got a successful lose. birth. Yes. Uh, well, anyway, Petey is born uh, the size of a six-year-old, and he's already wearing a diaper. Are you just going to skip over what comes out before Petey being born? What came out? You didn't see that. Oh, you must have been looking down at your notes. I probably was. She was pops out a fucking watermelon before the baby comes no, out. No, yes, she does. Yes, I totally forgot he pulled out a watermelon. Yeah. See, what happened was my brain got wrecked because a full-size black kid came out of her wearing a diaper already, <laughs> and I fucking lost my fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A full-size, a six-year-old black kid just came out of this woman already wearing a diaper. Somehow that would be a clip. I, I, don't, I don't know, yeah. but it happened. Yeah. But you're right. A watermelon came out first. And, yeah. I, th- th- and you're right. I was like, that. Is, I'm not going to see anything more fucked up than that because that's pretty fucked up to have a watermelon come out of a black woman. Right? What the fuck, movie? I was like, what the fuck? And then... Okay, so a uh, little story here. Yeah. The big thing that uh, Rudy Ray Moore and Cliff Rockmore were apparently clashing over uh-huh. were the watermelon jokes. I guess Rudy wasn't very happy about them. He didn't think I they were very funny. I couldn't see how. The whole movie, and I'll talk about all the watermelons I see in this movie, uh-huh. but I all think of like, how could Rudy go for this, considering the last two movies I just watched of his are heavily like against racism, and now you're just flat out throwing racist jokes all over the place. Well, it's Cliff Rokemore is a black man as well. Yeah. And he's worked on a lot of Rudy's movies, and he apparently thought that was really funny. Like he was just turning racism on its head. It's like to him, I guess that was supposed to be satire, but it doesn't come you. across that it way. It does not come across. It comes I, across I'm with Rudy these, on this. It's coming across as the actors are being exploited for a cheap racial joke that they are not really participating in other than just being there and being actors. Yeah. Particularly this one. Like the idea, I guess, is that apparently a black person likes that particular fruit so much yeah, I, that I, she gives birth to it is, I guess, the joke. Uh, yeah. I mean, we got to talk about it. That's pretty uh, I know. fucked up. That's pretty fucked up. That's a like a really racist thing. Yeah. And I know, I get what he's trying to say. Like, he's trying to take it back. He's trying to put some... Yeah, I'm trying like- to... Show the ridiculous trying to of take that, it back. Yeah, but it's just stereotype. Not, it didn't. It didn't fly. It fails. It, 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 it fails miserably. That is what we call in baseball as a swing and a miss. <laughs> just a bit outside. <laughs> just a bit outside. I don't know how they're calling them so close. Anyway, back to your notes. I'm sorry. Uh, we just no, we no, had to I talk mean, about that. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I forgot about it. Yeah. But then when I said what the fuck movie, and it was audible because my wife's like, "Your son is right on the other couch," and I went, "Sorry." And <laughs> 
<laughs> then I thought, I, and I was getting ready to write all of this down, and I thought, that's it. There's nothing more fucked up that can happen than a fully grown six-year-old black boy wearing a diaper uh-huh. pops out of her. Yeah, one of the director's sons. Okay, the boy then starts, because the doctor slaps him to get him to breathe, apparently, yeah. as doctors do in the old days. Yeah. The boy says, no one slaps me, gets away with it, and starts beating the piss out of the doctor. Uh-huh. The father tries to pull him out, and the boy says, you're the one who kept me awake and bothering me all night, which pretty much means- Several nights, yeah, yeah every it, night of this, like, or something like yeah, that. Which, you know, we all know what he's implying there. <laughs> the, kid's been, the kid's been getting poked on the forehead. Yeah. A so, lot. Then he starts beating the shit of his father. Uh, <laughs> like, really, like, this little kid's, like, dealing on people. Yeah, man, he's really wailing on them. And talking trash the whole time. Yeah. He's, got, he's just, like, in fucking indignant towards everybody automatically. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I apologize I missed the watermelon, but f- uh, well, at this point, I'm, I'm, ch- I, I'm trying to catch up, movie. I'm like, I'm literally not even taking notes at this point. I'm sitting there just staring at it like... I knew it was coming. I knew that <laughs> that was going to happen. Yeah. I missed it the first time I watched it. I backed up because I remembered it from the first time I watched it being shocked yeah. that that happened. And then I was like, okay, I backed it up. I'm like, there's no way that, okay, apparently that's just my memory. I, I put that in there. No, I backed it up and I saw it. I confirmed it. And I'm like, holy shit, because it's really quick. If you blink, you'll miss it. Yeah. You look down at your page to take notes, you'll miss it. Yeah, you'll miss the watermelon. Yeah. I remember seeing it and thinking, what the fuck movie? Yeah. But for some, I'm sorry if that the, the, a six, a fully grown six-year-old boy came out already wearing a diaper. Where'd he get the fucking diaper from? Uh, he fashioned it himself out of the uterine wall. Alright, I'll buy that. <laughs> What the fuck? I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Maybe that happens. <laughs> that science is about as sound as anything you'd get on Venture Brothers. Right? <laughs> anyway, uh, the mom stops him, gives him a little uh, tough love, uh, tells him to get his narrow ass over there. He listens to her. No yeah. problem. Like, immediate mama starts talking, he listens. Well, also, she's a bit more firm. than the, the doctor just wants to run away. The father goes, what do we owe you, doc? He goes, nothing. Just get me out of here. And he runs. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she decides his name will be Petey Wheatstraw. So then we get a funky intro. Uh, it's a whole lot of fun, and we see a teenage Petey getting beaten up by a gang of ruffians. After he's getting cleaned up, he meets uh, Bantu, who says he will teach him the ways of Kung Fu. Well, he doesn't say Kung Fu. He just says he will teach him his ways, but it's pretty much like Kung Fu. So we have a Karate Kid type situation. We, we have a Karate Kid situation, which we see uh, during the, all the credits, and of course, awesome intro song, which is pretty much telling us the story of PD. Which is what I played to start off our yes. show, justifiably. Uh, yes, of course. Yeah. Um, we see PD doing different training exercises, uh, also cutting up a watermelon with a samurai sword. Yes. Fuck you, movie. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's, and that's not the only, there's like, what, at least six of them I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, I think so, but six or seven. Because there's about four more. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we, uh, we get to the end of the training and Bantu says, you know, I've trained you with everything I know, you're ready to go out. And he goes, I, you know, Bantu, I, he has a different dream that he wants to be, uh, he wants to be on stage and he wants to be a comedian. He wants to make people laugh and forget the horribleness in the world. Yeah. And Bantu says, no man can, you know, you won't take shit from any guys or any girls. You, you won't take shit from no one and you'll go out this world and be successful. And when he walks away from Bantu, we never have anything follow up on this nope. except for one sort but- of audio overdub later on. Yes. Everything else it just completely ignores
ignores the fact that he was trained in martial arts other than an excuse to show how he knows his bad kung fu that yeah, it's Rudy bad does that, that he speaks gibberish through like uh well that's just fucked up too but anyway <laughs> Um, we then jump to a grown-up PD doing his act in our next clip. Thank you. My, 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 what an ass. Always like women with big asses. Some asses for need, but this ass is for please. I see we have another comedian in the house. You still got a lot of ass, mama. I say one thing, if this place would catch on fire and they'd tell everybody to haul ass, you'd have to make ten trips. Hey, man. You can't talk to my woman like that. Shut up. Shut your ugly, old-time, ancient ass up. If you say one more word to me, I'll help that lady take one of her titties and beat the shit out of you. And I ain't lying either. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. I am what I am, and I'm going to be the very best of what I am. And for those who don't like me confidentially, I don't give a damn. I'd like to thank you for letting me be myself. Thank you. All right. A great show there. And Petey goes to the backstage where, of course, he has a woman already waiting for him. Her name's Sheila. Uh, they already, though, are talking about packing up and heading to the next town. And Sheila's very jealous and she wants to go with him. And he's, you know, but, you know, she's got to stay behind. And He's got to move on. He's got he other says, girls. He says and, when he comes back, he'll send for her. And, uh, got to have a, a different girl in every town. And he asks, she even brings that up. You're going to sleep with one of the, I couldn't tell what the name she said, but she said that slut. And then she said, a name, but I can never pick it up. Oh, yeah. I wasn't paying attention to yeah. that either. Either, either way, you know, she knows the score, but uh, they leave and she's just in the room alone. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Sheila. Bye. Um, <laughs> Bye, we'll Felicia. Never see you I mean, and- Sheila. Yeah. <laughs> and we will never see her again either. All right. So then we have a no good Nick meeting, and that is our next clip. I hope this little business adventure turns out the way it's supposed to. 100 grand is a lot of money. This place doesn't look like it holds over 200 people. This is not it. We got a place of only side that holds over 2,000 people. And I guarantee you this will be the biggest show to hit this city in quite some time. With the kind of cash that you just loan us, we can't miss. Right, Skillet? Right. We've checked out all the risks. Very careful. Mr. White, we're going to give you 20% return on all your money. You won't be sorry. No sorry. I hope not. For that kind of money, the company can get a little ugly. For some reason, I think it's going to work. It's off season. All the good acts are on the road. With that kind of money, you'll be able to advertise and pull them in. Now, are you sure no one's coming into town? That's why stop worrying. We have no competition for at least three or more months from now. Right, Skillet? Happy times, you're right around the corner. <laughs> Mr. White, you're about to become the luckiest investor of the century. <laughs> yeah, I lose and become the most dangerous man in town. Dangerous for you guys, that is. I'll keep in touch. Keep the faith. <laughs> and keep the bank roll. <laughs> Skillet, let's get started. Yeah, let's get started. <laughs> Madam Wright, come on over here. Listen, we need singers. We need musicians. Right. We need dancers. Look here. The kind of money we got, we can do some booking. Right. We gonna party now. That's right. We living, brother. <laughs> living. <laughs> living. Party. Living between the sky and the earth and ain't touching dirt nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> It's Lewis and Skiller, right? Uh, it's, uh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, now apparently they're a comedy duo that have been no, around for Leroy. quite a while. Leroy and Skiller. Yeah, okay. Skiller. I don't know why I was thinking Lewis. I didn't pay that close attention to them because they're the bad guys, but I guess I watched a little bit of a documentary on the making of behind the scenes. Oh, yeah? And I guess they were kind of comedians that were, I don't want to say they were on tour, but like they were contemporaries. To Rudy? Of, of Rudy's, yeah. yeah. And they were doing kind of the stand-up routine you see them doing later oh, on in the yep, movie. Oh, yep, yep, yep. They kind of did that sort of Abbott and Costello back in 
and forth partnership. I gotcha. One would set up and then the other one would do the joke. Uh-huh. And so it was kind of important to mention. And the other thing, too, that I wanted to mention, I just was remiss to actually mention it earlier. The name Petey Wheatstraw has sort of a folklorish legend to it. Oh, really? Particularly the devil's son-in-law whole thing yeah. about it. Um, there's even a blues singer that when was operating, I think, between like the late 30s into the late 40s, I think around that time frame, uh-huh. has a couple of albums and records and everything and a bunch of blues. And he went by Petey Wheatstraw, but he spelled it differently. Oh, wow. And I guess this folklore tale of this person, Petey mm-hmm. Wheatstraw, the quote-unquote devil's son-in-law, yeah. is something that Rudy Ray Moore did a rap about and did some of his spiel. Uh-huh. And I think some of that stuff is broken up and then the rest of it, like how the story works... Oh, okay. Is what, what his story basically goes on as for this film. All right. Nice. Yeah. So there you there go. There you go. Back, All right. Back Some to info. Notes. Sorry yeah, and that. little nuggets of knowledge brought to you by <laughs> Court Sia. <laughs> Dropping nuggets all over your chest of knowledge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's going to like charge us for like assault of their ears one time. We're going to go too far. We're all up in your ears, loving them strong with our filth. Mm-hmm. Put those earbuds in there. Mm-hmm. My HPV will cure what ails you. <laughs> it will. Because um, you're going to be more worried about having the HPV. Uh, PD has now landed and we get a radio interview and much, much more in our next kind of sort of mega clip. It's only three minutes now. I cut it down. In our next three minute clip. <laughs> yeah, that's not- so good, and I'm your daddy, the Hitman, on XERA Radio. And moving right along, as we told you earlier, it's celebrity time. The one and only Mr. Excitement himself, Petey Wheatstraw. What's happening, man? I'm glad to be back in town. You know, I'm opening the Steve's Den with my all-girls tour show. Hey, I know it's going to be a good show. Tell us about it, because I know it's going to be a right-all situation. All I can say is to the people out there in Radio Land, I want to see your face in the place and your feet under the seat so you can put some zip in your hip and slide in your glide. Just a minute, baby. And that's June 15th at Steve's Den. I'll talk to you later, baby. Our opening night, the 15th. Mira! Mira! I got to talk to you, partner. Man, you made me blow my damn shot. Wait a minute. I just heard on the radio Petey Wheatstraw is in town. You what? He's going to open show here on June the 15th. Mira, we can't stand him for competition. You'll kill us for sure. Remember what your boots and wife said about his money? If we don't pay him back, we're dead, partner. We're dead. What we going to do, Leroy? What we going to do? Shut up and let me think. What you got to be sleeping, partner? Wait. I'll call Petey on the phone. See if I can get him to post more. Dig it. And if that don't work, there's other ways to make him give in. Get Willie on the phone, quick. Yeah, yeah, get him on the phone. Rack man, rack him up. Well, Steve, you got the joint looking good, but you still ain't did shit for that small dressing room. You know Peter don't like no small dressing room, man. Damn right, that dressing room ain't big enough to afford You didn't come here to fart our shit. You came here to do your thing. But your dressing room still looks like a shit house. I got it looking like a shit house because of one reason, Petey. Let me tell you. The way a person shit tells if they have love velocity. See, people that have love in their heart, they sit down and they shit, reach for the toilet paper, wipe their shitty ass, and then they flush it down. (laughs) People that have lost, they sit down and they shit, wipe their shitty ass. But because they have lost it, before they flush it down, they have to turn around and peep at that shit. Anybody don't trust their own asshole must have lost it. And it still looks like a shithouse. Can you dig it? <laughs> Let me say this. We got the posters ready. Kind man, we are ready to roll this weekend. Steve, you mean to tell me you haven't got the posters? 
up and we get them ready to open next week. Well, never mind all that, Peter. Anyway, I'll put my boy in right away. Can I help Ted? I can No, Larry, you've just been away. Oh, Ted, you haven't seen your brother in four months. Why don't you let him come along? Come on, Ted. Okay, you can help. I'll go and get changed and we'll get started. Matter of fact, I'll kick in a few bucks for the little man. What? Gee, you are volunteering to pay somebody. Don't you be so cold on my man. Oh, baby, don't worry about it. They're only kidding. Well, Peter, why don't y'all drink up, man? My lady's fixed the food. We got to get on out here. Let's drink a toast to a successful engagement. Hey, stop! Yeah! That sounds like a lot of fun that these folks are having. I know. I had to include the part about the guy explaining how people shit. Of course. I mean, the scatological humor that's in this film was made for you. Yes, exactly. By the way, four clips right in a row within the first 20 minutes of the movie? Yes. That's ballsy. I know, right? I'm taking chances. <laughs> I think I'm going to try and top that on my uh, next review if I can. <laughs> well, we're going to keep trying to top each other until it's like, and here's our first four-hour long clip. <laughs> The movie's only 20 minutes. I know. It's another movie on top of that. <laughs> I'm hitting two reviews at once. <laughs> we done. Um, anyway, Petey comes out to find uh, three guys stripping his car. They take his back seats, uh, where, which is like a bench seating. Yeah. And, and, and well, in those, that kind of car in that day, the both the front and yeah, the back yeah, could have been bench all, seating. Yeah, they're yeah. bench seating. And then um, and, uh, and the a tire. tire. There's two guys with a back seat and then two guys, one guy with a tire. Yeah, yeah. And there were some other people that were trying to strip the car, but they ran off and dropped the stuff and left it there. Yeah, so these three guys are running. We get a funny little chase sequence. Uh, the two guys running. Also, our only racial epitaph in the film. Yeah. Was yeah, that we, scene where he really accuses where he the guys. The from, yeah, calls them that mm-hmm. and then says that they're a bunch of junkies and they're always ruining yeah. it for good folk that That's don't do right. drugs. Yeah, Yeah, because I don't remember hearing it a lot. So. No, that was the only time I can think of. And yeah. I was really looking for it in your clips to see if to remove it like yeah, I right. do. And I, and I was trying to think and I'm like, I think that's the only time there was one in the film. Yeah, we got lucky on this one. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, in this chasing, the two guys who are carrying the bench, uh, they knock into some woman who gets flipped. It, now she's laying on the bench and passes out. She drops her purse. Yeah. Her, I'm going to guess boyfriend, even though the way the guy was dressed, you could assume something more nefarious. Yes. Picks up her purse and walks off with it. Uh-huh. And she lays down and passes out on top of the thing. So they've effectively kidnapped her. Yes. While stealing the bench. The guy with the tire knocks into guys carrying eggs. Well, they throw it up in the air to avoid them. But in, in, it's weird that the eggs were already broken while flying in the air. What? I know. What? Uh, what? It's like they cracked the tops of them off to make sure that the egg stuff went everywhere. Yeah. It still it looked really well. It was well shot. Yeah, it was well shot. It was yeah. funny. I, I thought it was funny. Um, None of this you wouldn't have seen on any other type of comedy film with a chase scene. Yeah, right. You would have seen anything like this in this time frame in the 70s. That's so. right. Yep. Uh, Petey corners them all and then beats the shit out of them. And <laughs> Using his wobbly weight, like foo. Wobbly kung fu and garbly, goobly <laughs> gunk, whatever this, he's doing. This version of it felt significantly less racist than what was in the human tornado for me. Yes. Yeah, it, w- <laughs> it was. It was. But it, it was, was just nonsensical noise making it was, still, that he was doing. it was still a little racist. <laughs> 
<laughs> However you want to look at it. Yeah. I, don't think it I, I think it was supposed to be in fun. I don't think he was intentionally trying to be racist. I, I don't think he was. Yeah, yeah, it was all good fun. He wasn't being mean-spirited, but he was, yeah. he was still kind of racist. <laughs> it's, it's like that really, really old grandfather. He doesn't mean anything by it, but he's going to say some racist shit out every now and then. Well, I don't think there's anyone on the planet more qualified to tell someone else whether or not their actions are racist than you, Matt. I'm goddamn right. <laughs> Who else to speak on what racism is in this country and what it isn't exactly. other than me? Exactly. Middle-class white American. America. You you are the bastion to know what is right and wrong, racist or not, and whether or not someone else's civil liberties are being destroyed. Exactly. A <laughs> white male. Thank you. I hope people get sarcasm. Yeah, I really do. I hope I'm glad I'm not doing this over text because like I'm not making a Facebook post like this, because that'd be really hard to read. Yeah, and it would make it sound like you really are a sympathizer for that cause. Yeah, right. One year ago today, ooh, I remember when I tried to get jokey. That's why you don't put it in text. No, you don't. That that, that won't fly. I always XML tag it with sarcasm at the yeah, front yeah, of the Yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 yeah. <laughs> Please read sarcasm. Anyway, um, and then the he makes the uh offenders put the car back together, and then uh makes sure the crowd knows that uh, they'll steal from him. You know, they'll steal from them and uh, beat the shit out of them if they do. So it was good an job. okay fight scene overall. I mean, there's some no, good stuff. Bad. You could tell there's some scenes where someone else was doubling for Dolomite when the more higher kicks and the you more mean Petey. Inch. Right. This is Petey. This is not, not Dolomite. Dolomite's a different time, man. Different. Not Universe. not PD, not Dolomite. PD. PD. This is a this is a parallel universe. Let me rephrase it then. You can tell that someone is doubling for Rudy Ray Moore. There you go. In this scene, because PD Wheatstraw all of a sudden gets a couple inches taller. Yes. A little bit more svelte. Uh, a little, and a little, a little more developed in the arms yeah, and legs. A little yeah. fitter. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Te um, anyway, uh, Ted and his brother, uh, they're hanging up poster posters, uh, while Leroy and Skillet's henchmen are watching them and are instructed to keep watching them. Uh, they want to call Petey, uh, but they have also screwed him over in the past by, I think he did a performance for him and didn't pay. Yeah, he might have opened so, for him on his way up from the career and they screwed him over. Yeah. We go back to Nell's place and Nell makes it pretty clear she wants herself some, some Petey. You see, she wants a little Petey in her life. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I was just waiting if anybody, you know, at home wants to. I'm grab just going to put one. in crickets there. Yeah. He doesn't really feel like mixing business with pleasure. He likes to keep those separate, which bums her out. And he says, fine, you know, come over here. And then, he, then as a swath motherfucker, he goes, it maybe it won't be as horrible as I think it's going to be. And it's like, wow. <laughs> He's doing a backhanded compliment. And she's still into it. To make it. her try even harder. I know. It's a classic dick move to belittle a woman into doing whatever you want. Petey's a dick. Yeah, yeah. he's not a good person. Petey's, Petey's kind of a shit. Petey's more of a shit than fucking Dolomite. Yeah. Basically. yeah Dolomite's pretty shit. <laughs> He has a few redeeming characteristics, particularly in the Human Tornado in the reboot version. But, yeah, yeah. But like, the Petey's almost as bad as the Dolomite in Dolomite. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um. Anyway, Leroy calls in ruining the moment, and Petey... Uh, or saving it from Petey's perspective. Yeah, right? Petey pretty much tells him off and says, uh, they ask him to please cancel, and if he cancels, they'll pay him the money. Uh, Petey says, you'll pay me anyway, and I, he will never cancel his show 
goes. Uh, so Leroy tells his henchmen to roughen up Ted, who's still hanging up posters of his brother, and pretty much says that, you know, if uh, Petey won't bend, they'll make him bend. Yeah, I don't really find any of these bad guys that work underneath the skillet and yeah. Lyle and skillet. Yeah, uh, no, Leroy and skillet. Leroy and skillet. Why do I keep doing this? Uh, well, you said first it was Lewis. Lewis, and then yeah. it went to Lyle. Okay, so it's um, Lenny and skillet. No, no, it's Leroy and skillet. But Leroy and skillet. Yeah. I don't, I don't find Lenny. Leroy. Leroy. I don't find Leroy and skillet all that menacing. Yes, because they seem like two like idiots that just happen to be in over their head. Well, yeah, and they're they're their henchmen are even shitty too. Yeah, and um, their their characters are a little racist. It gets black people, you know, that always smiling, kind of dumb, always laughing, uh, I bumbling. Think, I think that may be the routine that these guys have been doing for a while, and I think they go far uh, enough back that that may be the comedy they've had to do uh, to have a career Yeah, to entertain racist people that would go to see their show. I guess. Because, yeah, I was just like, Ugh. You feel the whole step and fetch it kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm just like, Ugh. I didn't want to, I didn't want to think about it too much. I don't either, but it, every but time I my, saw them, that's my only reason is like that's the routine that they're used to doing and that's just who they who I mean that's emulate. a good enough way to look at it yeah. but it just it hurts watching it I was looking at it like they were doing Abbott and Costello who play dumb anyway that's to do true. their comedy so I just it think didn't it's bug just, me that much I don't know I, it's probably not so bad them doing it but it's just thinking about all the ways that white racists have made black people look in the past you know whether right. it be in the, the the you know very very old days that's why I said the racist stuff wasn't yeah. so overt in this but it's definitely there yeah and I mean you would be the foremost expert on who should be noticing this type of thing and whether or not it should be talked about. Yeah, well, it should be, uh, but only by me, a midlife Crisis. white person <laughs> who lives in the suburbs. <laughs> I'm the exact and only person who should be talking about this. And and to help you all out, I will also tell you how to feel about it. <laughs> That's what so many people in the nation think, and it's so oh, yeah. fucked. Oh, yeah, so fucked. <laughs> And more importantly, I'm going to get across all of these complex feelings that you should be having, and I'll tell you the order in which you should have them in a 140-character tweet, and it will be clear as day. It's 240 now. It's 240 now. Yeah, they've upped it. Oh, well, I only need 140. Trust me. We'll be fine. <laughs> the, the, yeah. I, I don't need the other 100. <laughs> You're the Shakespeare of 140 characters. I will tell you how to feel, and I will tell you who to be mad at as well. Psst, it's white people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to the notes. <laughs> right. All right, so Ted and his uh, brother Larry are having a heart-to-heart about skipping school, and if Larry wants to be a pro basketball player, he needs to not skip school. All the while enjoying a nice slice of watermelon. Yeah, that's joke number three, I There's feel. There's number three. They even call attention to how good it actually is. Yes. And make sure that one or two of them are spitting out seeds while they're eating it. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> So gross. Is it is it uncomfortable for you to watch this? Yeah. Does it activate your white guilt? Yes. Yes. <laughs> My white guilt went fucking nuts. At one point, and I should have looked this up, at one point I thought the director was going to be like, if I didn't even want to look it up, so I didn't. Now you told me. You're dreading that it was, a, that it it was, was written, 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 written and directed by, by white people? By a white guy. Yeah. And I was going to have to then like come here and say, I'm not doing this fucking show anymore. How dare you make me talk about this and then leave. <laughs> <laughs> Would I enjoy these films if I would 
have thought that this, this one in particular. Yeah. Would I have actually I, I, no, enjoyed I it? No, I can see you like enjoying that. No. <laughs> yeah. Just because that's... I. It's written and directed by a black man, and it still makes me uncomfortable, these jokes. Big time. Big and time. I, and I think that's the... The joke is on us as an audience, I think, is what the problem is. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that's why we're uncomfortable. Well, anyway, so uh, as they talk, uh, the henchmen, including being led by Scarface Willie, come up and we have a fight time. Uh, as Ted is kind of kicking the shit of all the guys, uh, Scarface Willie brings out a gun and shoots Larry. Larry actually gets a good shot in on Scarface. Yeah, he does a pretty good uh, the, roundhouse kick. Which causes him to fall back and then he yeah. accidentally shoots Larry. Yes. Is the point. Yeah, and Larry does die. Do you think that scar was real? Huh, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell. Like, yeah. if it That was a good one. If it wasn't real, whoever did that makeup for the scar did a really excellent yeah, job. Yeah, I couldn't tell either. I don't want to overshadow the fact that a child has been shot dead. <laughs> yeah. Even accidentally, but has yes. been shot dead in this film. In the middle of your comedy film, a child is he's, ruthlessly he's, gunned down. Gunned down. Yeah, he's dead. Anyway, cut now to the funeral, and there's a uh, sad singing and uh, Rudy and Ted and all of them are all pallbearers and they're carrying the casket down the stairs. Scar's face Willie comes out with a Tommy gun and blows the entire funeral procession away, killing everyone, including Petey. Uh, as Petey lays there dying, it leads to a meeting in our next clip. Petey Wade Straw. Who are you, man? My card. Lucifer. A small mistake on the part of the printer. Actually, it's pronounced Lucifer. Are you responsible for this madness in most cases i am but in this particular instance i happen to walk upon this disaster you may stand up where am i where am i at your new home pd if everything works out well well if you're wondering pd you're quite dead and what about all of these other people are they the ones that have been shot yes the others are you might say out to lunch but what do you want from me man my my you're quite direct i like that she will like that too she we'll talk about that later your problem seems to be right now i have a proposition to offer you pd are you willing to listen your propositions you always wind up on top just like the shit that you done to adam and eve oh pd i was young then my salad days my style today is much more sophisticated but what do you want from me now a son you got to be sick how in the hell can i give you a son by simply marrying my daughter what's in the deal for me man gaze upon the roots of all this madness as you well you don't have to worry about Petey no more boss he's resting in peace good now that he's resting in peace we can rest in peace too <laughs> lively time happy time happy time is here Leroy and Skillet. I knew it was them two big, fat, slobby son of a bitches. Yes, they felt threatened by your upcoming show in town. Well, why kill a little boy like that in cold blood? If you would just calm down a moment and listen, perhaps we can work things out. I'm listening. Marry my daughter and give her a child, and I will arrange it for you to have your life back. To strut and fret your hour upon the stage again. Revenge will be yours, Petey Wheatstraw. This madness, man, you got to be sick. Well, Petey, prepare to die. Wisdom be your weapon. Wisdom. Wisdom. All right. 
now marry your daughter and give her this son that you need so badly. By the way, what does your daughter look like? Here, I hope her beauty has nothing to do with our proposition. Oh, hell no, man. Uh, no, 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 I won't marry a deal or no deal. Kill me, man. Kill me. <laughs> yes, my daughter is quite unfortunate. Very well, Petey. Wisdom. Wisdom. All right, I'll marry you. You'll be hearing from me from time to time. It will be as though none of this ever happened. I think it's a wise choice to not show us what she looks like, so you think he's just a shallow prick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I was hoping that like, would just be some plain Jane girl. You're yeah. like, damn, goddamn, Petey. I, we do need to talk about, we just kind of glossed over it a little bit because we went back to back with the clips there in between yeah. it, but the shooting that happens with the little kid and then the funeral that happens, uh-huh. it's on the way out of the funeral that this cowardly, low-life piece of shit gang that's ran by um, Laurel and uh, Skillet. Uh, no, sir. Uh, that is Leroy. Leroy, right. Yeah. Sorry. Why can't I remember this guy's name? I don't know. God damn it. I know you. why you remember Skillet. Yeah. Skillets are fucking delicious. Right. And yeah. I've eaten plenty of those at Denny's. Yeah, same here. While drunk. Grand Slammies, man. Yeah, all the way down to the middle and then past the middle into the wood. I want my Slammy extra scramby. But anyway, um, Skillet and um, um, LaRusso? Leroy. Leroy, right. Leroy. Right. Their gang yeah. sits outside of the funeral and waits for all the people to come out and unlock loads on everyone in the funeral just to get at Petey. Yeah. I mean, more or less, I mean, they kill everybody having to do with Petey, but it's specifically there to try and kill Petey, right? Exactly. That's fucking low, man. Real low. And okay, in any other kind of like gangster film or like a criminal film or a guy taking on like a criminal organization kind of thing, Uh that would fit. But it feels so out of context with the rest of the film. Yeah. This film is like four or five different movies put together into one film that just doesn't make any sense and this fits with the template that would be later used by Michael Jai White for Black Dynamite. Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing where like all these different converging stories where they're like well we can only make one more of these let's just jam all this together. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, big time. That's why I wanted to comment on it but go ahead, I'm sorry. All right. so uh, everything is uh, undone and time is uh, rewound Uh, except for you know he undoes everything except for you know making the kid alive again. They're still at the fucking funeral. Yeah, why didn't they do that? Why didn't the devil push it all the way back so the kid could be alive too that'd be nice yeah but uh okay so anyway (laughs) but everybody else thinks that all the people that were at the funeral are dead so he brings all these people back and then yet everybody thinks they're dead yeah including Petey yeah well anyway so Petey gets all his friends together and tells them all what happened uh all his friends are worried but Petey says that he can figure out how to outsmart the devil pretty much is what he's saying he'll um, take care of that he goes more importantly wants to take care of Leroy and Skillet first Skillet and who? Leroy. Oh, Jesus. Why can't I remember this? I don't know. It's almost like we're doing a really bad bit. Yeah, probably. But it's not that. No. I swear. We would never do bad bits. And then call attention to the fact that we're doing them. I would never do that. Never do that. (laughs) We we would do mediocre bits, but try to... But try to stay clear of anybody knowing we're doing the mediocre bit. Right. We, we went to mediocre we, bit. We would we, never do yeah. a bad bit and then draw attention to it. We will do a mediocre bit and try to hide it a little bit. You'll probably still find it, but we still got to hide it a little bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you notice uh, the, I think it's his secretary, the lady who's been trying to get in his pants and wants to be more no. than a secretary? Yes. Did you notice the line that she says there that was super funny? But, oh, yeah. She goes, oh, hell. Uh, she goes, oh, hell. I mean, heaven. Uh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but she goes, you better not try and mess with the devil or yeah. he's going to get mad or fool with the devil or, or fool the devil yeah, or something like that. you can't fool with the devil or because he's going to get mad. Mad as hell. Hell or heaven. Shit. Shit. <laughs> 
I love that line. It yeah. makes me laugh every time. Uh, there's a electronic band that is uh, well, not electronic, but like a like a techno-y kind of band. Yeah, They're called the Electric Hellfire Club. They sampled that. Oh, nice. And another track later on of her talking with Petey about the devil. Oh, okay. So, and now you know where it comes from, kids. If you listen to the Electric Hellfire Club. Yeah, right. There yeah. you go. Uh, Ted goes out and uh, calls out uh, Scarface and his cronies that are outside of uh, the club that uh, Leroy and Skillet own. Uh, he lures them into an alley and they start a fight and looks like Ted's uh, going to go ahead and get shot and killed by Scarface. He's going to join his brother and then uh, Petey comes out, which causes all of the henchmen to scream and run away in horror. And, and more. And more. And as he starts, he throws Scarface up against the wall and as he's threatening Scarface, Scarface pisses and shits himself. And they show it happening in real time where the water starts leaking down his pants. Yep, yep, yep. Awesome. <laughs> he tells Scarface to tell his bosses that Petey is alive and very angry and coming for them. Which literally scares the shit out of Scarface. Yep. He shits himself <laughs> and you hear it in all its glorious smushiness. <laughs> glorious smushiness. <laughs> Leroy and Skillet are questioning Scarface. Uh, guys are passing out from Willie's smell because he's sitting there kind of bonkers. This shit was actually funny. Yeah. How they're all sitting there holding, yeah, holding handkerchiefs, handkerchiefs over their mouths. Waving it. And oh. they're trying to get him to talk and he's traumatized and he's just sitting there in a pile of his own filth. Well, he tells him to go clean up and come back real quick. And so you get Willie gets up and leaves and you see shit stained pants, which yeah. is fucking hilarious. What I thought would have been super funny is if they had plastic on the chair. Oh, yeah. And that would have stuck to him. Oh, like They wouldn't let him sit in the chair unless they put plastic that, down. That would have been great. Which it's a leather chair would probably be the smart thing to do, guys. Yeah, yeah I mean, that chair is ruined. Yeah. Ruined. Most of the room that that fucking pair of pants walked around oh. in was ruined. Man. The best part is the coda at the end of it when it was, I can't remember if it was Skillet or Leroy who said it, but one of them goes, damn, open the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It said Skillet. <laughs> Somebody open a window. <laughs> so anyway, hilarious. they decide to try to finish the job and that they will send men to Nell's place because they know that's where Petey's staying. Uh, we are now back at Nell's and it looks like Petey uh, and Nell are going to finally get it on. And Petey's in a very weird army green tank top. It, it what would be typically known as whitey tidies, only now I think they're army green tidies. I thought it was a good outfit. I thought that, that looked good. That, that looked good? I think that's like a negligee for dudes Did, in the you, 70s. You have that in your closet, don't you? No. Oh, I'm just wearing that right now underneath the outfit I'm wearing. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it comfortable? Yeah, it's not bad. It's like the Mormon magic underwear, only without the magic. It just doesn't seem like it would breathe. Well, it's all cotton. Oh, yeah. 100% cotton. Sometimes I like to smuggle plums while we're doing the show, Matt. Nice. <laughs> Uh, who doesn't like to smuggle a plum every now and then? But anyway, right before they can get it on, Petey gets another call. This time, it's from the devil. He's telling Petey that he forgot to tell him that he now has powers. And as long as he uses the devil's cane, he will be able to, you know, use these powers. But he, you, you got to be careful the way he uses them. The devil put all of his power into the cane, apparently. Yes. It's the yeah. same thing as all of his power is stored there. And all there. his secrets. Yeah, and it's a plot device to give Petey a one-up on everybody. Yeah right um anyway uh men then start to break in uh we have more gibberish fighting this is a little bit more overtly racist than earlier ones so but the return of the dolomite dancing between fights yes. where he's just rocking back and yeah, forth right, with, yeah, moving his that, hands yeah that shows up again and he's in this special smuggling plums outfit that's, yes it's all of drab uh he beats the shit out of them and then he jumps outside and he beats the shit out of people outside more rudy ray more being doubled by someone taller and more fit 
fit. Yeah, especially in this, in this uh, outfit. Yeah. Because he goes, no muscle to muscle. So. Less muscle yeah. to muscle. <laughs> yeah, all right. Anyway, um, we get another phone call from the devil, and he says, you know, before they send more men to you, you better get to the graveyard, and you'll find it by the tire, the cane. This devil is a chatty little bitch. He really is. He likes to, uh, he likes to tell him what to do. He likes to play telephone. Yeah. I like how he neglected to tell him about the cane until he might get sent back down. And then neglected to tell him where the cane was until the third phone call. <laughs> yeah. He likes to do things in a specific order that wastes <laughs> a lot of time. Or that might pad out a movie. Almost like they're making it up as they go along. Maybe they did. <laughs> hey, you know, you never told us where the, you know, the cane we was. We shot All the right, scene of him another... finding the cane, but he never finds out where it is. Let's do it again. <laughs> um... So they uh, need to uh, go to the graveyard uh, to get the cane. Petey calls his friend, who he's getting some sex, and tells him, hey, guess what? You got to go to the graveyard with me. And that's that's a bad phone call. And I don't care who any of my friends are. I don't care about any of you. And if, if my and my wife are getting it on, and one of you call me, says, dude, we got to get a, go to the graveyard so I can get a pimp cane from the devil. I'm going to be like, have fucking fun. Go by yourself, you fucking weirdo. I know that you are directing this to all of you your friends yes but of everyone that you know in your life there's that's gonna only be really you calling me <laughs> yeah that very specific set of circumstances yeah. yeah first of all no one else is gonna try and get you to go to a graveyard with them for any other reason no unless it's like in the middle of the day to lay flowers on like grandma's grave or something and i'm still not gonna go with you that's fucking weird that's <laughs> things your wife should do with you right and then secondly no one else is gonna ask you to get a cane yeah. that the devil gave to them or bequeathed to them in some way shape or and here's another thing. I have my ringer off, so I'm not even going to know you call till I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and Which, even then, you're not getting up and ruining your afterglow. For no, no, out. no, no. I'm going to be far too tired and almost dead because I'm way out of shape. And <laughs> that activity damn near kills me. Yeah, this is, uh, this is a level of cock blocking on like a supernatural yeah, right? course of action. And the fucker does it. I mean, Jesus Christ, he must love his best friend, Petey. Well, yeah, uh, something. I don't know. Or maybe they just didn't think too much when they were writing this whole thing out. Maybe. Anyway, we go to the graveyard. We see some drunk and he's kind of talking about how his wife's going to be mad at him. And then the drunk falls in the grave. And then we see how much of an asshole Petey is because Petey starts mocking him and kicking dirt on top of him while he's laying in the grave. I think he legitimately thought the guy jumped out of the grave because Petey came back from the dead. I don't think so. I think Petey's being a dick. Fine. <laughs> Petey's being a dick because he's trying to bury a freaking homeless drunk person alive. Yeah, that could have been me. <laughs> now we see why you're so upset. And now I see why I, as someone who has tried to bury you alive yeah. while passed out, yeah, I don't think he's being he's a sympath dick. sympathizing with Petey. I'm just saying, it's the only character I, you know, can connect with in this movie. They're trying to bury him alive. <laughs> uh, I connect see. very well with uh, Lewis Cipher. Lewis <laughs> Cipher? Yeah. That was, uh, it was an error at the printing company. <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. I, I did. I liked that a lot. I, I was like... <laughs> I was like, nice. Yeah. Uh, I wish he would have lost the accent that he put on. It just would have gone. Yeah, that's a that's an error in the printing company. <laughs> Almost like he's breaking character. It breaks character. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, that was a that was an error in the printing company. Error, error of the printing. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so PT, PT, you will have powers. Can you just stop reading the card, please? I know it's spelled it's wrong. It's making me self-conscious. <laughs> just can you, here, I'll just, just take give it back. back. Just, just give it back. back. I'll, I'll give you, you, a, you know I'll, who I am. It doesn't matter. I'll give you a different one. Peter, you must marry my daughter. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Coincidentally, his daughter's name is Louise Cipher. <laughs> Louise. <laughs> 
<laughs> actually, her last name is <laughs> Cipher. The last name is actually Cipher. She kept her mother's maiden name. Anyway, uh, see here. Anyway, they are able to find the cane and they get the hell out of there. Do you um, cane or pull cue that has rhinestones glued to the end of it? Yeah, and a big crystal ball at the end of it. That's or? all rhinestones. Yeah, yeah, they, just, rhinestone, they just glued yeah. a bunch of rhinestones to the end of it. Yeah, it's a pool cue. And yeah. then they had to duct tape that in place because it wasn't staying. Yeah. Okay, fine. It's a cane. It looks like they carved a little bit into the pool cue, but that may have been done before they turned it into the devil's scepter cane thing. It's a pimp cane. Just allow it to be a pimp cane and let's move on. A pimp cane made out of a half a pool cue. Where do you think they get pimp canes nowadays? I know where they get pimp sticks. Little callback to uh, uh, yeah. Vice Squad. Yeah, it's the pimp yeah. stick. Yeah. Yeah. Coat hangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> pimp sticks are not a good thing, dude. Remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They sound so much more fun. Yeah, the realization of horror on your face is awesome. Anyway. <laughs> you totally blocked that whole scene out. Well, yeah. God. Out there. Uh, anyway. Good. All right. Yeah, right. Anyway, Leroy and Skillet get a visit from Mr. White. They're going to save tickets for Mr. White and all of his people and his wife. And he's like, yeah, this might actually work. You know, you know my wife loves this stuff. So uh, she really goes for this stuff is what he says. So something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. But it seems Mr. White's uh, pleased with the way things are going. Uh, but then as he leaves, he says, you know, break, break your legs, you know, as the old show, you know, show, uh, showbiz line goes. And then as he leaves, it's a veiled threat and as under he, the guise of yeah. it being the old show's break all leg. Yeah, and as he leaves, Skillet breaks down crying because Petey is still alive and they need to get this handled quickly. We are at auditions for Petey's show and we get a very bad singer who this song that she sings just keeps going on and on and on. This is how I feel at every karaoke ever. Oh, yeah? Yeah. This scene. God, I wish I remember the lines. I would have started singing it right now. Yeah, you came awfully late to uh, the party tonight for you to be able to fuck around like that, yeah. so let's just yeah, move yeah, on. Right. Well, I, I couldn't even do it. I don't remember the words now it's like, but it's i mean they you would probably be more on key than she was oh yes. my god yeah probably yeah. anyway as she's singing uh the pimp stick starts going insane um do you really want to phrase it that way because now it's going to be equated to that coat hanger that's used to beat a prostitute oh yeah um cane the cane pimp cane. The, the devil yeah the pimp cane yeah. I, I said pimp stick tonight the pimp cane you're, you're welcome for that matt yeah i would have used the devil's cane the devil's cane starts okay. going insane and insane PD in holds the it. devil's cane <laughs> Insane in the cane. <laughs> We're so dumb. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, Petey grabs it and it leads him into the bathroom and he leads him to a trash can that he opens up and they see an old style bomb that is uh, in there. Like one of the sticks of dynamite and with a, what looks to be a clock. I don't even think that's a real clock face. So I think that's a piece of paper with a couple arms based to it. Something, yeah. Yeah. So what comes next to the most hilarious game of hot potato I've ever seen with the girl still singing and off key, Petey screaming about a bob. And I like how uh, Rudy played Petey in this because he didn't play like Mr. Badass. I'm going to go and get rid of it. He's like, oh, it's a bob. And then he trips and he throws it in the air. And one of his guys gets it. Oh, God, I don't know what to do. This is where the comedy actually worked yeah. where they're panicking because it's a fucking bomb. You would panic. Yeah. Like and that. it was fucking hilarious. I love how they all stop and lay down yeah. right where you think the bomb's going to go off. It's so PD, yeah. And I think the lady singing 
lightning was so bad it broke the bomb for a minute. Yeah, and so Petey comes, he picks it up, and it starts going off again. So Petey runs out, throws the bomb in the air, and it lands on a watermelon stand. Watermelon truck. It's watermelon truck, but it's selling, selling watermelon. watermelons out of the back. And of the it truck explodes. Here. That is the there's number four fourth joke. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, movie. <laughs> There's like two more, right? There's got to be. I think there's like two more. Is that, Is that I don't, it? I don't. I think that's it. Unless you want to count where it explodes everywhere and you see watermelon hitting people. So it's four. I was thinking there's way more than that. I thought so too. I can't think of it now though. <laughs> Maybe I blocked that one out too. Um. Anyway, at this point, PD decides that they are going to be going to Leroy and Skillet show to exact their revenge. Which seems really petty and stupid the way that he does it. Yeah, it is. But we'll get to it. Anyway, Mr. Wife shows up with his wife and her sister who look very indifferent about being there. Almost like they're put out. Yeah. Or strung out might be one other way to phrase it. That's true. Both those ladies look like they may or may not have been on heavy opioids. Yeah. They might have just been two girls in the streets of LA high off their asses and <laughs> just want to be in a movie. Yeah. It's one you don't have to get to take your clothes off in. Okay. It will give you more opiates because holy fuck. Anyway, Petey and his crew show up and they're in disguises as Jamaican men. <laughs> So, loved the outfit Rudy Ray Moore had yes. for this scene. It was so fucking cool. I want that hat. I love how the hat sat in the afro and the afro yeah. was brushed around it. Like they yeah. had to divot in so the hat could sit on it. Yeah, exactly. That looked amazing. That's an awesome look. I hope that comes back. <laughs> it was so fucking and cool. And I'm going to get an afro. You have to have hair to have an afro. Fuck you. I can make it happen. <laughs> you can have a side fro. Ooh, no. My hair's all fucked up. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> then I don't want it to come back. If I can't have it, no one can. <laughs> uh, we have uh, some more musical numbers and performers. Uh, Not bad stuff. No. Some uh, of the music was interesting in this. And then uh, Leroy is um, introducing the whites. And uh, so anyway, as he after he introduced the whites, Skillet comes out and they start doing their bit. And then after kind of they do a little joke bit about money, like if you have $25 in your pocket, and then you had another $5, and then you had another $30, how much how much money you have? You go, someone else's pants, because I don't have that money. <laughs> it was like you have $14 yeah. in one, 14, like 23 in one pair of pants, and then yeah. the one side of the pants in one pocket. Someone else's and 13 pants. something else or whatever. It would have totaled up to like $50. I yeah. think I added it up in my He's head. Like, I, then I'm wearing someone else's pants. He's like, what do you got? And he said, someone else's pants, because there's no way I have that much money or yeah. something like that, which was legitimately funny. That was a good joke. Yeah. And then um, Petey uses the cane, causes uh, Leroy to insult Mrs. White over over and over again, like insults her dress. He goes, don't you think uh, we know drapes when we see them? Yeah. And uh, I will insult her sister for being vacant. Might have been, been the only other racial slur in the film was yes. when he was said the, in there. Yeah, because I think he said, one, yeah. don't you think an N-word yeah. sees drapes or anything like yeah. that? So uh, insults them that way. Basically doing Rudy Ray Moore's routines Yeah, is what they're, they switched him over to. Yeah. Um, make Skillet say, I hope you assholes don't mind that we, for the amount of water we put in your drinks. Yeah. Or I hope, hope you don't mind the amount of water we put in your drinks, you assholes. Something along those lines, yeah. yeah. So they're insulting the whole crowd and they don't know what to do, so they just get off and introduce the next act. Well, the next act is sinning. Pity uses the cane again and it ruins her voice. And it's, he remo- it's gone. He yeah, takes her voice away with the cane. He strips her of her clothes and throws off her wig. Leaves her pretty much just standing there in just bra and panties and it, whatever else. Yeah, and a skull cap keeping her real hair down for yeah. her wig. Yeah, violates this poor woman just for agreeing to go on the stage 
stage with these assholes who probably aren't even going to pay her. Yeah. So as she's trying to talk to them backstage, he once again uses the cane to destroy the entire venue. Doesn't he make it snow at first? Yeah. Well, it's snowing. There's wind. There's like sticks. I don't even see snow. I saw like sticks and stuff. Yeah. Almost like there's a tornado happening in the building. A human tornado. What? We don't talk about that in this movie. It's a different universe. Sure. Damn it. <laughs> um, as they all are trying to figure out what's happening, Ted actually, we cut to, catches up as everyone's trying to run out. Scarface Willie runs out. Ted catches up to him and starts beating the ever-loving shit out of Scarface Willie out in this alley. Kind of satisfying. Yeah. Very realistic. And I have to, I also have to state that the actor who played Ted, you legitimately feel the, his pain. Yeah. You feel the his anguish. Anger. And, yeah. And all the, like, in the way he's throwing punches and, like, that desperate, I have to hurt you thing. Yeah. He has going on. You really felt it. In yeah, this. that was a really done, uh, well job uh, done of a, of a guy just losing it and beating the complete nutter shit out of somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the devil is really liking what he sees, all the destruction. He's laughing his balls off on this one. Leroy and Skillet are being taken away by Mr. White's men, so it's pretty much foregone conclusion. They're dead. Bye. Yeah. Um, they insulted <laughs> that woman. And then destroyed the venue that, you know, he gave a lot of money to help set up and all that. So Right. So basically, although it was a childish hijink that PD ended up doing, yeah. he caused them to have their own death because of their brazen need to try and get more money for a bigger venue. That's right. Uh, then we see while Ted is beating the shit out of Scarface Willie, Scarface Willie kills himself. He takes him out and like injects him. I don't know. Was that a needle or a knife? I don't know. It looked like he shot himself up like with a hot shot of yeah, heroin or something. something. And starts dying and t- uh, Ted's like, you can't, don't cheat me out of this don't cheat me again the You're acting in this yeah he yeah. did a really good wow. job like, uh, feels so out of place because the acting is so bad everywhere else in the movie exactly <laughs> PD uh, gets to Ted tells him when they gotta get going and they run off the devil and his daughter have a conversation and that is our next clip well Ted what do you think is he oh he's he's divinely sexy and he's all yours my pet now we can make preparations for your wedding. Oh, Father, my joy is, is as boundless as the sea and just as deep for both are infinite. All right. Well, the, we come to the next day and we see a man who's leaving and he stops to talk to his wife who's standing on a deck and she's kind of unfortunate looking and they have like a billion kids. And, <laughs> unfortunate looking? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Do you have to comment on her looks? Probably not. But I was trying to set this up. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, the man then says he has to go to a meeting and he leaves and he goes pretty much just across the street from the actual fucking house. So still a perfect view of the fucking deck that his wife's standing on. Not even across the street, just like down like two blocks. Not even two blocks, like half a block. Yeah, it was it. I mean, it was it was right that you could fucking three see houses this. down yeah. and then the parking lot of like a grocery store or some shit yeah, where his car is parked. Yeah, and he meets up with a girl in a car. You can obviously tell it's his mistress. The wife shows up. She's gonna kill him. Rudy is walking down the street with his, uh, uh, his devil's cane, cane. The devil's cane. And he runs over and he freezes her and he says, what do you want done to him? And she goes, well, he's a dog, so turn him into a dog. So cute little black puppy. Yeah, Petey turned him into a little black puppy, and she's like, "I can't wait to Which feed you." Which is fucking adorable. Food. Yeah. yeah, that fucking dog is cute as shit. Yeah, and um, the mistress runs away in the funniest way I've ever seen anybody run in my entire life. <laughs> if you guys have ever seen.
seen Robin Hood Men in Tights? She went home alone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, With a little boy starts running in Robin Hood Men in Tights. The way he runs, that's how she was running. Arms waving in the I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh, she's got to go home alone now. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let's see here. Then we get a little montage here of PD working with his devil's cane to help everybody out. Um, The devil goes looking for PD. And he's talking. He talks to Nell for a little bit. He was looking for her. And she's like, I don't know where PD is. And he goes, well, I'll I'll find him. And uh, she doesn't know that's a devil, though. Um, PD saves a kid who runs out into the middle of the street and then starts force combing a group of kids' hair until one kid is legitimately crying. No actor's that good as a kid actor. He made that little kid cry. Yeah. And then he walks away with a smile on his face and it goes back to that kid and he's crumpled in a heap in a lawn crying. It's probably somebody's kid that's on the crew. Well, I'm sure, but, but that yeah. kid was legit crying. Yeah, and he saves the kid who was supposed to be running out in the middle of the street to chase a ball. And did you notice the kid's shirt said, I'm a little devil or something like that? No, I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, and he combs his hair, then combs some of his friend's hair as well. Yeah. This is weird, like, I'm going to take care of you because you can't take care of yourself. I'm going to yell at you while I'm combing your hair. Yeah, and he refers to their hair in a way that is definitely a racial yeah. racial phrase yeah, to I was, use for yeah, the hair. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to bring that one up. And then he says he's going to comb it out or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, uh, as he's walking down then, he sees a fatter person trying to fit into a lawn chair. And I think can't. it was the lady from earlier who he said she, if she went had to haul ass out of there, she'd no. have to haul it no, 10 no, times. No, 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 no. This person this was li- much larger. She was even larger than that lady. Yeah. Wow. And I don't even know if this is a lady. This could be a dude. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> it looked like a lady to me. <laughs> me too at first, but then when he makes the person, he makes the booze of the cane, makes them skinny, they look like a dude. Maybe it was a larger woman and then they used the skinniest man. Yeah. And just put him in the same clothes. That's, that's true. I wouldn't put it past this movie to do that. Then there's an old broken down car with a man and his family and it's all broken down. They don't know how they're going to get going. He waves a stick and it becomes a new car. New Cadillac. Yep. They all get in and go. Uh, Petey gets back and he is told that there is a man looking for him and that he was a weird man. He goes, that's all I've dealt with is weirdos here since I got here. Had a little bit of a meltdown on uh, his poor secretary. Right. There. Uh, Petey says he has to rehearse for the show not to bother him. So he goes up into his room and the devil shows up and that conversation becomes our next clip. Good afternoon, Petey. There's no need for that. It's me, Lou. Oh, Lou, how have you been? Been fine, Petey. You saw your heroic act today. The little boy, he was mine. You, know? you shouldn't use that cane so loosely. Well, it was lying around doing nothing, so I thought I would put it to... You haven't forgotten our deal, have you, Petey? I've kept up my end of the bargain. Now it's your turn. I wouldn't miss it for the world. I'm looking forward to it. Good. Then prepare yourself for the wedding tomorrow. Why so soon? I came to your aid, Sue. Don't you think one good deed deserves another? Where is this wedding going to take place? Down there. Incidentally, you can give me the cane. I need this cane for another day. Okay, Pete. I suppose it'll be all right. Just as long as you don't interfere with any of my actions. Don't have to worry. I won't give you any trouble. Very good. I'll pick you up tomorrow night about 11.30. I'll be waiting, Lou. Or should I say, Bob? It doesn't matter. Just marry her so I can rest. Goodbye, Petey. Goodbye, father. Man, Petey's like getting real freaking tongue-in-cheek with him. Yeah, really, he is. He's getting all pissy. <laughs> uh, well, he's, he's making the devil all pissy is what I meant. Uh, BD tells Nell to call Jimmy and that the shit was about to hit the fan. Uh, then they all talk about how they're going to get out of it, and he goes, why don't you tell him you have the claps and you need a few months to get it you know, cleaned up? Because the claps only takes a few days, he goes, or, or a few weeks. He goes, no, tell him you got the Alabama claps. So apparently, Alabama Alabama clap is the worst kind of clap you could possibly have because it's from Alabama. (laughs) 
<laughs> Roll Tide. <laughs> I'm pretty sure anything from Alabama is the worst you can get out of anything. Roll Tide. So <laughs> I have no idea what Roll Tide is supposed that's, to be. That's their, their college. Uh, Fucking sports ball. That's why. Yeah, I it's know. sports ball. It's their, their team's name is the Crimson Tide. Okay. So they say Roll Tide. That's what their fans say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Usually I try to avoid the Crimson Tide. Yeah, right. I know, right? But there's some people who are into the Crimson Tide and they just do things anyway. It's crime scene sex. They're into that. Mm, they're, yeah, it's a thing. They're, that's not a thing. Yeah, it it's is. a thing. Thank you. It is a thing. Uh, so not a thing. That, no, it's a thing. Thank you. A thing that people want to get their red wings. Still they? not a thing. It's no. It's a thing. They gotta it's get, a thing. You got to hook up with the Crimson Tide if you want to get your red wings. It's a thing. More and more sports ball. So uh, he calls the devil, and that is our next clip. Hello, Lou. Listen, I've got a question to ask. You. Yes, I'd like to go into meditation for my wedding. Meditation? What do you mean, meditation? Well, my father was a guru, and he said to me, son, my only son, says it would be nice if you would meditate before your wedding. Do you have to? Yes. Old father would like it, Lou. Very well. Just as long as you're there. I'll be there, but Lou, remember, I will be in deep meditation. Meditation? Man, you don't know about no damn meditation. Jimmy, you know you used to be good at making things. Yeah, so what's that mean? I want you to make a mask that looks like me. And we'll go and get a wino. And we'll dope that sucker up. Not with wine, but with the heavy shit. We'll put that mask on him. And when Lou comes to pick me up, we'll let him take him. And by the time he find out it ain't me, we'll be all the way across country. Now, where you gonna find a wino? Down at the do drop in. If you go down there dressed like that, you'll drop in. <laughs> so, so, real quick, the devil, apparently his only, where you can find them is in L.A. Mm. Because they won't be across the country. The, the devil can't hit the East Coast at all. Yeah, this is where the plot line starts to get a little thin, because he's supposed to be a world traveler. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that he's going to find you anywhere, Petey. You made a deal. Yeah. You it, don't just get out of it by tricking him by sending him a hobo that's got a mask that looks like you. Yeah. So Bel- anyway. Believe me, I know. I'm an expert on getting roped into deals with the devil. I know. That's why you have to do this podcast with me. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> well, the devil wanted you to torture you for eternity. I'm here! <laughs> yeah, that actually sadly makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> now let me sing a few bars. I don't want to wait. I'm just kidding. Don't mute me. <laughs> They go driving around, they find the drunk, inject him with some drugs, and then they throw him. Hard shit. Yeah. Then they throw him in the trunk. Uh, They are making a mask, and that is our next clip. Damn. Looks just like Petey. How long will this mask last, Jimmy? At least a couple days. Good. I'll tell my father not to disturb my meditation for a couple of weeks. What about y'all's honeymoon? Yeah, suppose that ugly broad wants some, and she started playing around with that damn wine over and nothing happened. Did Jill know how I feel? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. She will never know the difference. But, Peter, suppose Lucifer finds out we done crossed him. Man, you know the shit's gonna fly. Listen, I'd rather for the shit to fly than for me to have to marry that ugly bitch. But you know that we'll do? Don't take no shit. Just remember. Remember one thing. What's that? 
I've got his cane, and that makes me just as powerful as he. That is, it's fitting. All right, let's put it on the wine hole and see how it fits. Well, Petey, there you lay, and here you stand. But if old Lucifer find out, I'm telling you, it's going to be some shit in the sand. It's weird. Petey looks just like you. Well, kiss my Aunt Rhoda's ass. Do sort of resemble me. I'll tell you what we do. Call my father and tell him that I am ready to be picked up. Where am I supposed to sleep tonight? Baby, stay here. Ain't nothing but a wine. Oh, he'll be out for two, three days. Petey, I'm not staying here with no derelict. I'll tell you what. We'll rent a motel room for tonight. Mm. Petey, I still think you ought to marry the ugly old rascal and figure out how to get you a divorce when you get down in hell. Don't worry about it. It'll work. Let's cover the wine up and get the hell out of here. All right, yeah. so the devil is jogging around town. He's looking all fit and healthy in a nice little jogging suit. It's nice. That outfit was amazing. And the dude's beard and everything. Yeah. I watched a little bit of the commentary and I did watch a little bit about the behind the scenes making of in a documentary. Uh-huh. That particular actor, I guess, was really into style and fashion. Oh, nice. And some of the devil's outfits, like the really dapper stuff, was uh-huh. his. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so there you go. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, we uh, have a scene here with a bunch of worry warts. Uh, they're all kind of, all of uh, Petey's friends are kind of, you know, telling their worries how this is going to work. Uh, the devil comes in and says he wants to give Petey a pre-wedding gift, which turns out to be an orgy in a derelict, broken down uh, building with a ton of demon girls. And uh, there are many boobies. And so there are many thank you movies. There's also many implications that uh, Petey Wheatstraw may be a diver of muff. Yes. He, and an enthusiastic one at yes, that. Yes, he goes down. He gets the girls kind of in a circle and just starts to, you see a bunch of legs in the air and you see his face dive down, back up, dive down, back up. And a couple okay. of times sticking his tongue out really wide and yeah. making it ripple and do some really interesting uh, tongue uh, gymnastics. Yes, that too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, at the very end, all the demon girls are passed out, some with their eyes wide open, so it's like, did he kill him too? <laughs> well, if anybody's going to fuck a demon girl to death, it's yeah. going to be Rudy Ray Moore. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, he's getting dressed all smiling and happy. Uh, he said, oh, he'd have to come back and visit that place someday. Okay, this is my very first question, right? Uh-huh. You have to marry the devil's daughter, and she's apparently extremely repulsive to you. Yes. Yet, you get this as a wedding gift. Mm. Your only requirement in the deal is to father a child with the devil's daughter. Yeah. Not not to bang the demon crazy bitches that are also there that are available to him. Yeah. So you throw a baby in the devil's daughter. Doggy. Right? <laughs> or however. I mean, well, I'm just saying. And then you have all the demon girls that go along with it. What, yeah. How is this a bad situation? I don't I don't and think. Maybe he needs to get to know the devil's daughter. Maybe she's a lovely, wonderful person. Maybe. She just unfortunately is not attractive to you for whatever reason. PD is playing checkers and you're playing chess. <laughs> Which, coincidentally, is the devil's game. So... Yes. <laughs> of course. King me, is all I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Let's see here. All right. So that's uh, that's that was a lot of fun. That was a fun little scene. Uh, that was actually really fun. Mm. Uh, also, along with the chase scene, this feels extremely influenced by Benny Hill. Yes, because of the running. The and way all they that. sped up the chase scene yep. with the junkies earlier. Yeah. But this particular sequence, because they sped it up a little bit, too, and they set it to music and made it feel like Benny Hill, too. And, you know, that's one thing I missed. I'm, I'm kicking myself. I wanted to put that in the notes. I must have forgot or I skipped a line. Was I loved in the, the chase scene. He chases these guys around a shed and then coming around the shed, those guys
guys are chasing him. They go by in the shed and then he's chasing them again. So it's almost like a Betty Hill, the, the old chase scenes in the Scooby-Doo cartoons. You could replace that chase scene with Yakety Sax and it would have worked perfect. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, we're back at the club and demon men come for Petey and they send the passed out drunk saying that he is still in deep meditation. The drunk wakes up shocked and in horror in the backseat of the car and peels off his face. Uh, much to the shock and the horror of the demons. Like, even the demons like, holy fuck. They um, act like they've never seen a man peel his face off before. I know. They're supposed to be from hell. That doesn't make sense at all. Maybe they don't have face peeling off in hell. Oh, I know for a fact they do. When did you go to hell? I didn't. Who'd you send to hell? <laughs> no one. Are you lying to me again? No. Oh, God. You know, I haven't seen Name Withheld for Legal Reasons in like a couple weeks. It was definitely not them. Why would you look at me when you say that? Because it's not them. It's not important. Move on. We're running out of time. Do the notes. Uh-huh. Just do the notes. I got my eye on you, mister. Just keep going. All right. Uh, anyway, he gets out of the car running, and uh, so the devil tells his daughter that they've been had. Uh, there's an earthquake, and uh, he starts, like, destroying Nell's apartment, like, with an earthquake and stuff. And then uh, Petey's able to grab hold of the cane, and he fights back, stopping the devil's attack. Uh, it's wartime now. Uh, some demons break into the club and we have a fight scene. Everyone's kind of fighting. Can we just talk about how the demons are dressed? Yes, it's um, kind of like if your five-year-old wanted to go as Dracula for Halloween or wanted to go as the devil for Halloween and you bought him cheap horns and uh, a cape. Yes, but they're also wearing basketball shorts and what looks like just leotards or and like, faces, like and leggings that are like not even, not all of them are all red. Some of them are purple, some of them are yeah. white in this first scene. And they act like zombies more than demons. These but ones, But they look yeah. like demons, but they act like zombies. Yeah. Yeah. And they just bust in and all the horns, you can see where the putty yeah. is holding them on. Oh, yeah. And most of the horns look like they're just like you pieces of You could see that Dalrod. in that orgy. You could see that really even better in the orgy. And all the all the horns look like pieces of Dalrod that were just cut off and Ooh. sort of filed to a point but, and then stuck on with face putty or whatever. Yeah. And real quick, I uh-huh. never thought I'd say the words. And you could really see that in the orgy in my life and I just said it today. So, thanks. <laughs> Thank you for that. Well, this is the first actual orgy we've had in the show? Yeah. On the film? Yeah. Oh, in a film? In a film. We've had I mean, other I mean, orgies oh my on the God. show, but We've always had an orgy on the show, but... That's usually when the mics are off. Yeah, in In, the night times. In the fuzzy fun times. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta stay warm in this fucking state during the winter somehow. (laughs) So, orgies. Can it be an orgy if it's just the two of us? (laughs) Clones. Clones. Ah, yes, the clones. God bless you, clones. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, um, so we get some fight scenes here. Uh, Rudy's able to, or Petey is able to use the devil's cane to fight back and send the demons away. It's almost like it banishes them or it's a way yeah. that he can command them or something like that. Uh, yes. So then they go ahead and once again, they go with this plan. They're all packing real quick at Nell's place to get out of town. Uh, they have to catch a flight. And I'm like, so the devil really can't live, leave L.A., Apparently, you know. Oh, they got it to. God damn it. They got to the city limits, I guess. Uh, yeah, this is the one thing where I'm like, come on. Movie. Maybe, maybe, maybe the devil's deal is only within the city limits. If you get out, you're not held to the devil's deal. No, I don't maybe think that's, that's the, the case. That, I just. Hey. <sighs> 
Hey, that's that fine fucking print you don't read. <laughs> you always read the fine print in a deal with the devil. You should. I'm just saying, maybe the devil didn't even read that fine print. I doubt that. He had, he had probably some snotty little lawyer draw up the contract. If anyone... And they threw were, some bullshit in. If anyone were to have been the master of fine print, it would be Legba. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. You never know. <laughs> Sometimes people are not reading everything. I do know, for a fact, Matt, that when you have a deal with the devil, you have to read the fine print. Do you have a deal with the devil? No. Are you the devil? No. <laughs> kind why do, of. Why do you have putty horns on? <laughs> Enthusiastic cosplay for the show? <laughs> Damn, your budget shit down there in hell, isn't it? <laughs> kind of. Because <laughs> God hogs all the good followers for himself. God, God started that GoFundMe page. <laughs> yeah, it's still been called for, the church. Still $400,000 missing. <laughs> Uh, that's relevant. Um, topical, right? Uh, anyway, um, the devil sends his best demons out to get Petey this time. As they're packing up for a flight, the demons break in. Uh, another huge fight, and they escape out of Nell's apartment. Uh, once again, using the pimp cane mainly as a, a way to get out. Uh, as they're running, uh, they find a rest spot where they all could rest in back alley, only to have more demons appear and fight. The devil's able to grab hold of Nell and take her hostage on top of a building. Uh, yep. He tells PD to bring this, uh, bring the cane, come up here, or she dies. Conveniently, a stepladder that was there the whole time yes. is able to be used by PD to gain access to the roof. Exactly. Uh, PD uh, tells his men to go get the car, and he will be down uh, shortly. They and have to he, pull it around front, too, yep. for him. Then he heads up to the roof. Uh, the devil only wants PD and the cane, and he even releases Nell. He says, I don't, she has no interest to me releases her so she runs downstairs uh, to the safety of the car um, he says he will he's, he could destroy Petey but he wants to make Petey marry his daughter so shit she can make every day of his life a fresh new amount of pain so yay so at this point it would have been really funny well, it's like a typical marriage right if, it would have been really funny if Petey would have been like um, do I still get the, the devil chicks though you know <laughs> for the vet? Do, do I get those every now and then <laughs> if hey, hey to deal a new business cards <laughs> With the right name. And the devil goes, oh, PT, you... Seriously, because I've been checking around and the cost on those things seem a little excessive. No, man, I can get you a really good It'll deal. It'll take literally forever to pay I, them off. I will give you like, it's like five bucks a pound. Bucks a pound? That's not bad for business cards? All right, yeah, I'll do that. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Anyway, you still... Um, uh, so anyway, uh, they all try to gang up on PD. Uh, at one point, he loses the cane, but he's kind of run out running them around the building. Kind of, you know, Punch and flight, punch and flight, almost pulling a Muhammad Ali up he's there. He's sticking and moving. Yeah. Uh, he's able to get the cane back at one point. Uh, then we see Nell is in the car, and she tells Jimmy to take her to her home so she get her things, like some money and clothes and stuff. It's like, Jesus, really, Nell, now? And, so, and Jimmy's like, what? And she goes, come on, it's just right up the street, you know, and so they go. They leave uh, to take her to so she can get some things. Uh, Petey, uh, with the cane back in his possession, starts to weaken in the devil and that is our final clip pity pity it's me wait wait pity we're friends i trusted you pity you must trust me you can't trust the devil any fool knows that daniel webster tricked you and you still brought your little ass back this time is over no more heartache and pain i'm gonna destroy your ass 
Oh, yeah, that's totally got to be the rap and how that ends. Yes. Um, the devil starts to burn. Uh, PD uh, picks him up and throws him off the roof, uh, and he explodes down. Uh, he gets back down to the ground level, uh, sees the Cadillac returning, and decides to get in. But we see that that is not Jimmy's car, because Jimmy and the and the guys just drove up in his car. Uh, Shortly after PD jumped in the other yeah, car. Jumped yeah, jumped in the other car already. As PD looks around in the other car, he sees Leroy and Skillet out front. Uh, Stating, I bet you thought you'd never see us again. Lucifer's in the back with his daughter who lifts her veil and you see it's like a half skull face thing. Uh-huh. Like that's what it looks like. It's like a skull face but with some skin on it. Like somewhat of a half rotten yeah. zombie looking Tell- type face. Yeah, telling him that they're going to be together forever. Petey screams and roll credits. Okay, so the devil's daughter really isn't that unattractive. Wait, what? No, it's really not that bad. Really? I mean, when you're talking about an eternal being from hell, yeah, not that bad. Did you fire one off to her? Who says I didn't? All right, there we go. <laughs> now we're getting the sexy talk back at the show. <laughs> oh man, this film is a bit of a mess, right? It really is. But it's a glorious fucking mess. I, I, I yeah, it, you, it's so bad. It's good. It does a 180 about how bad it is, and it ends up being good. It's so over the top. It's so out there, and so pulled, and so many different directions it's like this chaotic crazy bouncing off the walls weirdo kid that you just can't help laughing at exactly (laughs) you're like wow this kid has adhd to like the 10th level but i'm having a lot of fun so he's not going to get his ritalin it's the cinematic equivalent to the cat that all of a sudden has to be in another room five minutes ago yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes and all of a sudden it starts running and slipping on the floor right and you're just like what the fuck was that all about yeah right that's this whole movie. I was yeah. constantly like, what the fuck was that all about? Jesus Christ, movie. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Oh, it's a shitload of fucking fun. It's a fucking yeah. shit show. And the watermelon jokes are yeah. not good. But other than that. It's because it activates your white guilt, which is pretty yeah. much what I'm sure they were intended to do. And I will tell you all, you should feel guilty when you <laughs> see those, uh, if you watch this movie and you see the watermelon jokes, you need to feel guilty. <laughs> Trust me, I'm the only authority on this. <laughs> Oh man! Overall, it's not a bad film. It's it's no. pretty it's pretty messy. It's kind of falling apart. The it's, acting's yeah. apart, but I mean, for it's an, on par with all the other Rudy Ray Moore films for the uh, For a black exploitation film, it's on par with kind of what's going on. Well, and Rudy Ray Moore films are on a different level of yeah, bad yeah. acting. So, so it's so, on on par. Yeah. yeah, with the other Rudy Ray Moore flicks, it definitely fits. This would, isn't I my absolute favorite, but yeah. I st- I would probably put this one above Dolomite. So this of the three really? that we've done so far, this is number I two. Would, I would uh, I would go number three only because I for me it wasn't enough Ruby so rants. So is it Human, Human Tornado, Tornado, Dolomite, and now this one? Yeah. Well, see, I'm just, I put this one a little bit above it because yeah. I actually really dig the supernatural stuff. Oh, I got gotcha. you. And if you, you really can't think too hard about a lot of the things that he tries to do to trick him, and that's to trick not, the devil. That's Otherwise, not what I'm saying is yeah. why it's third. It's third for me because there weren't as many Rudy rants, as I call them. Yeah. I love myself some Rudy rants. We had one at the beginning and then like a speck of one for his show. And then maybe like a few other specs, but not 
out really rants where he says like maybe two sentences. I like those little three minute rants because they're fucking hilarious and they're great and he's fucking nutty while doing them. So I will I will admit that it does have a shocking lack of Rudy Ray Moore rants. But yeah. what it also offers is a little peek behind the scenes of him promoting himself on the radio and what he would do when he would go into a city to do a show. Yeah. He would always make sure he got there early. Saw this on the documentary. That's why oh, I'm okay. mentioning it. He would make sure that he got there early in town and time and do the morning radio. Oh, yeah. To, you know, to kind of pimp yeah. out and say that he's going to be in town. He would make sure that he would do different radio stations during the day. Yeah. Which is really commonplace now, but I guess a lot of comedians didn't even do that back then. Oh, wow. Like, I guess that was kind of like a thing that not necessarily he started, but it was definitely something like he worked extra hard at promoting himself and getting his name out there yeah. onto radio stations and stuff whenever he would hit town. Maybe kind of like how Dane Cook was the first to realize he could use MySpace to get a following. Yes, only I don't think Rudy Ray Moore stole his entire career's worth of jokes. Okay, well, I didn't say anything about the content. I was just talking about the self-promotion. Oh, yeah, the shameless self-promotion. Yeah, I can yeah, see yeah, the parallel yeah, yeah. there. Yeah, that, that's absolutely. That's all I'm talking about. Right, but Rudy Ray Moore is actually funny and had talent. Holy shit, man. Calm the fuck down. Okay. All right. You brought him up. I know. Just fine. You know I have a righteous hatred for that fuckhead. You know, I never knew that, actually. Oh, I thought you did. No, I never knew that. I'll give you a pass then. Okay. I yeah, was I planning did. on stabbing you later. I, I didn't know you hated that man that much. <laughs> Once you realize how much of his career he has stolen, you would hate him too. Is he really on the Carlos Mencia level? I didn't think he was that bad. Carlos Mencia is about three steps below how bad Dane Cook is. Really? Yeah, do, do a little internet search on it tonight. All right, I'm going to have to now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hot fuck, that's bad. Oh, it's real bad. I mean, I knew he kind of did hacky general comedy, but I didn't know, I didn't know he was stealing shit flat oh, out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. That sucks. How do I know that, that and my... you fucking don't? I don't know. We're not what... talking about that piece of shit. We're talking about uh, Rolled, I'm Ray just Moore saying, if you want to go Kiddie into Weeks that, from. around the same time, probably as that came out about Dane Cook, uh, a lot of comedians were starting to be, instead of just comedians, they're starting to be comedian police and only talk about comedians who are stealing jokes instead of telling their own jokes and I started to get a little jaded by that. It's the same reason why I'm just now getting to the Joe Rogan podcast where I kind of stayed away from Joe Rogan for a while because I felt like all he did was try to point out comedians who stole jokes instead of, you know, doing his fucking own and <laughs> I, I kind of got jaded against the jaded people and so I was just kind of like, fuck all stand-up comedy. I'm kind of done with it and I didn't watch anything for a long ass time. You realize you were jaded squared. You were jaded against the jaded. Yeah, yes, I was. I was twice as jaded. All right. That doesn't matter. None of that fucking matters. We're talking about. We're talking about this. Yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but that kind of promotion. So it's interesting that he was kind of like one of the first ones to maybe do that and exploit that. I have a quick question for you. Mm -hmm. If P.D. Weestraw is damned and goes to hell on his deathbed there. Yeah. Why does the devil need to make any deals with him at all? Why can't the devil just say your punishment in hell is to marry my daughter? You know how you told me not to overthink the plans? <laughs> right. I don't think you should overthink this plan. <laughs> Well, what if he actually wasn't damned? What if P.D. Wheatstraw wasn't actually going to go to hell and the devil came to him and this and tricked is, him? What we're seeing in this film is essentially the last temptation of P.D. Wheatstraw. <laughs> yeah, what if P.D. was actually going to go to heaven and the fucking angel just didn't get there in time and Lucifer got there first? Yeah, and just kind of like tricked him into thinking, hey, you're yeah, going to you're, you're go to hell. Yeah. Although I highly doubt P.D. was going to go to heaven. It is said that the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing P.D. Wheatstraw he was going to go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> I have heard that. Yeah. You have heard that? Yeah, right after I said it, I had heard it. <laughs> 
it's a fun flick. I, it I is. It's a, a fun flick. I, yeah. fu- I had a fun time watching yeah. it. I mean, I can see why you would not put this towards the top of your pile, but I liked all the supernatural stuff that well, was going yeah, on. Yeah, you, you, the supernatural stuff's important for you, and and I'm not saying just because it's third on my list. I'm yeah. not saying I did enjoy it. I just enjoyed the other two a little bit more. Right, and we've only done three so far. So. Yeah, you never know. This might not be the bottom for long. We are kind of coming up on the end of the cycle, though. There's only one more that we actually have. Oh, okay. I'm going to try and track down. There's a movie that wasn't specifically Rudy Ray Moore's uh-huh. film, but he has a very prominent role in it. Okay. And that is The Monkey Hustle. I'm trying to get my hands on that. We are never doing that movie because I will never say that title like you just said it. That's the name of the film. What the fuck are they doing? I don't know, but that's the name of the film. All right, fine. Now I'm totally going to find it and I'm going to yeah, make you do the But By the that. way, I want you to feel bad that you just said that and you need to feel bad. I'm telling you how to feel. <laughs> Because I'm the only authority on this to tell you how to what feel about this. What if it's a dance that mimics an actual simian, and that's why it's called that? Okay. Of the 1% chance that's what it is? I would say 005 <laughs> 0.05% chance that's what it is? Uh-huh. Fine. Okay. Yeah. 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 But on uh, the other 99.5% chance that it's not, uh-huh. you should feel bad. I, I, it's the name of the fucking I movie. I don't fucking care. <laughs> feel bad. Turn on that white fucking guilt I know that you have inside of you and just fucking live with it. It's never off. It's never off. It's always on. That's my secret, Cap. I always have white guilt. (laughs) (laughs) And while I suffer through my white guilt, we're going to take a little break here. We're going to play a promo for a podcast that really wishes it wasn't equated to that. (laughs) We're going to have a little more music from Petey Weedstraw. When we come back, we'll do the sign-off news. Hey, Paul, what I was thinking is that we need to cut a promo. Yeah, I've been working on some ideas. It's just I don't really know where to go with it exactly. What if I got like a filter where we could just kind of talk normally and we can have kind of a script but then yes. I can I can like filter it so that one of us will have one kind of voice and then one will have the other I want to put my request make me as Freddy Krueger can you do that maybe instead of the voices what if we tried to like write a skit develop a whole thing and we have a backstory and but well I don't know that might be kind of too long so well, like screeching cars and explosions and fireworks and yeah and, yeah well what about I ins- like it maybe instead of you know doing a filter we could just like reach out to Robert England himself and maybe Ooh. he can, you know, just record a promo for us sometime. Do you think? I, I mean, we I, might have to like raise some money. We can do a Kickstarter, and we could just throw it out to like Robert England and you know, sure, just sure. just all kinds of actors, and and I think people will do that. I think. Sure. Why not? Well, you know, I don't know. Maybe we're overthinking this whole thing. How about if we just tell people where to find us? I like that. You can find us at Who Will Survive on iTunes, Stitcher, on the Legion Podcast Network, and on the Raw Live and Unedited Podcast. Network also on Facebook and Instagram under the same name. Oh, wait, can we do it underwater uh, with piranhas killing me? That would kind of be brutal. And if that doesn't work, then you can do the regular promo. All right, well, just get in the water and I'll go get some fish. All right, cool.
very seriously kick-ass instrumentals in this. The music in this movie is definitely amazing. Yes. I, I think the music may have it. been a kind of a step up from the previous films as well. Yes. I don't, I'm not just saying that because I really like this one particular song and I'm thinking about using it in the show at some point. You probably should. <laughs> you know me, I love that R&B soul with trumpets and, and like the brass and woodwinds and everything yeah. thrown in there. I love that. Yeah, you do love that That's shit. That's like my shit. Yes. You know what else is my shit, Matt? What's that? Give me some Sion. Alex Jones getting kicked off of Twitter. Yeah, we can mention it briefly. Yeah. I mean, I, Alex Jones apparently outside uh, got in the face of uh, uh, the Twitter founder Jack uh, Dorsey. Is that Jack, the guy's name? I think yeah. so. We're not looking at it on the news. We're just talking yeah. about it right now. Got but. into his face. You're trying to take away my First Amendment freedoms, and the frogs are gay. I don't like you putting stuff in the tweets that are turning the freaking frogs gay. <laughs> and uh, now he's all of a sudden mysteriously off Twitter. So, <laughs> how does that work? You're a racist asshat, a transphobic piece of shit, a homophobic asshat and a thinly veiled white nationalist piece of shit spewing hate. Yes. Violating every goddamn rule that Twitter supposedly makes you follow. Uh-huh. You get in the face of one CEO briefly and try and confront him and yeah. yet that's what gets you banned. Uh-huh. Only they tried to do it under the guise of he's been violating the rules and we've decided after reviewing and the fact you got in Jack Dorsey's face. Yeah, yeah, right. We're going to kick you off of Twitter. Whatever. I don't care. You know what? It's shady as fuck. Least he, I mean, I'm just, I care that he's, he's fucking gone. off. Yeah. yeah, that's all. I don't care how it happened but at least it fucking happened <laughs> and maybe that's not the right like or healthy way to look at it you should be like oh you know, you're only kicking him off because he got the uh, ceo's face you're more than happy to fucking carry all this shit for all this time while it was making you money yeah while yeah. it was making you money and the same should go to youtube for all their shit until and, they finally at yeah. least youtube was one of the first ones to boot yeah. him so Still, yeah. they, they made a shit ton of money off of him so and in his fucking hates you know hate speech yeah it's so it's disgusting but at least some of them are starting to hone up from the public pressure. Yeah. And it's... And this one was just, you know, you got in the CEO's face and the CEOs of Twitter might be a little bitch, so... <laughs> Careful, I have a Twitter account that I really very care about. Oh, okay. I really, really care about it. I, in 140 characters, will apologize. 240. I don't need the 240. I only have to do the 140. <laughs> All right, let's get it'll to be, the actual it'll, news. It'll be sorry, bitch. <laughs> let's get to the actual news. All right. I didn't even interrupt that with breaks because it's I'm having so much glee of knowing that somewhere out there, he's yelling into the void, void about no the frogs listening. being turned yeah, gay and it, how Twitter's booted him off and they're trying to silence him. Do you think he's just screaming at a computer monitor at this point? <laughs> while he's while he's not looking at fucking trans porn yeah, well, he's not, on his he, burner phone. When he's not looking at trans porn. I mean, it's flooding. It's flooding his yeah, phone. Now. I mean, it's, it's, it's being sent to him. <laughs> They're doing it on purpose. They're flooding his phone with it, yeah. It's the deep state. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's see here. This comes out of, uh, we have news here coming out of Niceville. All right. Niceville? Niceville. That's the actual name of the town. And it OMG, is. gee, a jizz drinking game. Holy shit. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Okay. <laughs> like, what did I say? Why would I say that? Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Don't threaten to cut off my cock for $60. <laughs> anyway, Naked Man starts house fire while baking cookies on George Foreman Grill. Shooting a fucking hot load all over this dog. Responding to a house fire last week in Niceville, police officers and firefighters encountered an on-site. When firefighters got to the home around 5.30 p.m., they could see smoke coming from inside. A naked man opened the front door and said, I'm sorry, and then closed the door. All kinds of things you don't want on your dick. 
when a naked man opens up a door and says, I'm sorry, closes the door, I my one I only have one rule, and that's uh-huh. you, you turn around, you walk away. You can't pay your bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, the police officers then arrived shortly after to arrest, or to assist, I'm sorry. The man came to the door again, left it open, and went back into the house. This guy has to be stoned out of his ass. <laughs> Something, right? Uh, according to the, office, uh, the offense report from the police department, the man showed no signs of understanding the danger he was in. There were several things on fire inside the home, including some towels. An officer detained the man and removed him from the house for his own safety. Firefighters said that if he had stayed in the house uh, much longer, he would have possibly died from smoke inhalation. So there were cops there too? Well, the firefighters went there first. Uh-huh. And when a naked man opens up the door uh-huh. and says, I'm sorry, and then closes it, yeah. I guess the firefighters are like, well, I think our next step is we're going to call the police. Old cops are bumbling dummies. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Way to add social commentary. Yeah, Matt. you're welcome. I'm fucking hip. No, America is a bunch of cunts. Fucking hip. I'm with it. Old cops are bumbling dummies. <laughs> Where'd you find that one? How far back did you have to go for that one? I can't remember exactly where that even came from, but it was one of the things where... Oh, it's one of the Death Wish movies is oh, where yeah, you yeah, said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. You said I'm going to go back and grab that one, and I was hoping you forgot, but you didn't. Old cops are bumbling dummies. Thank you. Uh-huh. For once, you and I see eye to eye on an issue, Matt. <laughs> Actually, I'm starting to believe that war war, especially after the uh, Dallas cop who goes to a stranger's house thinking it's hers. Her, Old her cops. Apartment, bumbling dummies tries to use her key and she can't get in he opens up the door to find out what's going on and she shoots him dead let's jack it or something yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> which one was that uh the last fancy appearance is where this that popped fancy, up yeah. was that fancy yeah that was fancy i have a whole row of awesome stuff that fancy has said for us <laughs> fancy. God bless you. Uh, in the report, an officer said he and another officer were in the house for about five minutes and had a hard time breathing. Firefighters went inside the auction mask to remove burning items. All kinds of things you don't want on your day. Oh, the burning yep. items? Here we go. Okay. The, the man admitted to drinking two liters of vodka. Jesus Christ. Listen, Listen, man, all you need is vodka and cigarettes and the pounds will just come right off. Yeah. Two liters? That beats your record. And smoky marijuana started around 9 a.m. that morning. I make money from my sex work is what he kept declaring to everybody probably he was examined at the scene had no life-threatening injuries the report said he refers for their medical treatment based on the fire department's investigation the man allegedly tried baking cookies on a george foreman grill which he left unattended because he probably got high totally forgot he was even doing it who bakes cookies on a george oh drunk stone people. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah come on and the grill cookies caught on fire so he put dry towels on top of the grill those got fire too causing the fire to spread your cum will probably taste better <laughs> I love the look on your face after that. Play that one again. Your cum will probably taste better. Thank you. Thank you, Lee. Thanks, Lee. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a kind compliment. I, <laughs> I needed that little pick-me-up today. With the burning cookies? I, I guess. I, I don't yeah, know. probably. And Satan's cock. Oh, well, yeah, sure. <laughs> Thank you, Christopher. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> wow. That just put you right dead right there. That just that, I just stopped right now. That's my <laughs> new favorite clip of all time. I got a duo for you that you're going to uh, love. You ready? Right, yeah. Let's jack it or something. Pulling it just to pull it. <laughs> Okay, I like that one. No, I like that. <laughs> Jacking it. <laughs> Circle jerk. Yeah. Pulling it just to pull it. Okay. Let's jack it or something. Circle jerk. I just like, There's a trifecta or, for you. Or something. 
<laughs> it's your something that really makes that clip. <laughs> the total apathy in his voice when he says it. Yeah. Like, whatever. I'm not even into it. You want to do a little ass play? Booty juice, booty juice, gotta have it now. You want to do a little ass play? <laughs> Enter in your rectal passage. My asshole actually sweat. Booty juice, booty juice, gotta have it now. You want to do a little ass play? <laughs> Uh, we're going to start a new DJ business. I may or may not make something like that if I ever feel like it. Yeah, right? Is that That's it for the <laughs> that's news? That's it for we're the news. Call it quits? Yeah. <laughs> Our give a fuck-ometer is completely out. <laughs> I'm, I'm empty. And- <laughs> we're running on fumes of giving a fuck Yeah, tonight. I'm running on fumes on how many fucks I give. Lo, look upon the field in which Matt grows his fox, for it is barren, it's slashed see and burnt. that it is barren. Speaking of the barren fields, we're going to take one more break here. We're going to play a promo for one of our hero podcasts that I sure wish I had a better segment for. All right. Yeah. And when we come back, we'll have some music that will close out the show with the last of the songs from Petey Wheat Straw. Hey, kids. It's F13 from CinemaDiabolica.com. Here at Diabolical Headquarters, we have an eye for the future. That's why we've stopped trying to figure out what it is you fickle bastards like and instead have resorted to directly stimulating the pleasure centers of your brains using our patented brainwave fustigation therapy. Created and guaranteed safe by our own Professor DZ. Wait, I didn't say it was safe. But why take our word for it? Let's look at some of the test subjects experiencing an enhanced episode of Cinema Diabolica and see what they think. All right, test subject number five, role playback. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, God. Shut down the playback. Oh, God, she's bleeding. Cinema Diabolica, dousing you with hot cauldrons of entertainment since 2007. Check it all out at cinemadiabolica.com and hear all the Pops In podcasts at popsyndicate.net. more qualified to speak of the black experience in Ghetto Street, USA, as this song is singing about, than our current co-host, Matt Syop. That is correct. (laughs) I have my finger on the pulse. (laughs) Which, coincidentally, you're taking the pulse inside someone's anus. Mm, Warm. (laughs) Squishy. Squishy. (laughs) Smells a little like cabbage. Oh, what is your diet, cabbage? If you'd like to support the show while you sport the show and try and get me to stop making jokes like this, you can check us out at teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash cinema dash psyops. We still have a homepage with our Legion podcast home network. You can find us legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. We have a Facebook group for cinema psyops where you can post your alternative photography where Darren makes all of our dreams come true when we make stupid jokes about dude bro Willie. Oh my God, that was awesome. He makes it a reality and not 
one, but two photos to yeah, choose yeah. from. Yes. I think everybody's main goal at this point is to become the main photo that's like the header photo of yeah. the group. Yeah. Because that seems to be the reward that gets the people excited of doing this. That's true. So you make a photo. I love it. It gets put to the top. You make the best one out of everybody. Yours gets chosen. And it's Dude Bro Willie right now. That's going to be a big a, a big fight <laughs> to try to take down. The last one was the baby with uh, <laughs> Patrick Swayze. I love oh, that one yeah. for a ridiculous amount of time because I loved it. Yeah. And then right after that was the Jesus one that said everybody's going to hell in this group. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I don't think the or person no, that posted say that. None of you are getting into heaven. Everyone in this, in this group. group is not going to heaven yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Well, whatever. whatever. You can find that at the Facebook group Cinema PsyOps. Just do a quick search in groups and you'll find it right there. I'm on Facebook, Court PsyOps. Matt is on Facebook, Matt PsyOp. You know the spiel about the fucking yellow plank jaundice guy says brutal. Yeah, brutal. Too afraid to show his own face because coincidentally he looks a lot like the devil's daughter in Petey Wheatstraw. I actually do. <laughs> and it was hurtful the things people were saying about him. Her. Whatever. <laughs> Did you, can, you just assume their gender? She. They said daughter and she in this. I would assume that... The, because they're assuming their gender doesn't mean you should. I'm telling you, you should feel bad about yourself Everybody's right now. doing it, Matt. <laughs> Turn on your straight white man guilt now. If you would like to challenge Matt for his throne of the authority of all things that people should feel guilty about, you can email him feedback, psyopmatt at gmail.com. You can email feedback to court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com. Ask him to bring all the outtakes back because the, the show, the way it's going is really confusing to you and then also go to the teespring site and support the store and maybe yeah. i will yeah <laughs> sport the show support the sport of the show sport our nuts why <laughs> you support our nuts i so wish we could have cinema psyops branded underwear i know right there would be a hashtag gorch rot one <laughs> you can twit a couple of tweets to a couple of twats i'm at court underscore psyop and he is at psyop matt where you can actually show us photos of your Gorch Rot held at bay by your Cinema PsyOps branded Legion Podcast Cockering. Oh my god, yes. All of that. And everybody, thank you so much for downloading and listening to this episode and sticking with us through this crazy, weird, tumultuous fourth year. Yeah. It's only going to get worse from here. It's not going to get any better. Kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. Superstar, the world's a stage in which he plays.